All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Old Moon Podcast, episode 20. We're getting kind of close. To, yeah. Getting kind of close to six months uh, on this right now. Yeah. Um, I am crazy. I know. I am Blue Squadron, of course, your host, joined again with, we'll go with Tiltus first this time. Hello, I am Tiltus TV. I am the uh, flex lead for Solace slash Epidemic. Uh, I know to wear like three days a week. And uh, right now I'm suffering from uh, work overload. So I have been streaming very minimal amount currently. Because summer <laughs> is busy time. It's been I, rough. Yeah, yeah they it's told me as a first year teacher, they were like, summer, it's, it's, it's not any better. And I was like, how is that true? You don't have to work during the summer. <laughs> and now I get it. Now I understand. Uh, it's actually harder. Please just let the school year start again. Uh, and Jaycoon. Hi, I'm Jaycoon. I'm, I'm an Awakening Wisdom main with 760 Gear School, and I do a lot of endgame PvE content, such as Olin's, the Dungeons, and I recently hit a Ted Debraka earring, so maybe we'll tap for Pen soon. And welcome to the Old One Podcast, episode 2-0. You, you got a Ted Debo earring already? I did. <laughs> How? How, How well, have you gotten you know, enough you one earrings? Shot it. <laughs> all right, all right so one thick, shot just it. Just the feet, boy. Podcast over again. Yeah, like, I'll see you guys right. later. Oh, gosh. Um, just, all right, so how did you get all the earrings, Jay? I'm curious. Did you? Did I've, you just I've get just been grinding, just grinding nonstop. That's that's all about. Oh doing. yeah, you can get them at Olin's now. That's mm. why. Never mind. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Literally not yeah. even oh, pen yet. Oh yeah, Dickie's Olin's. Yeah. Not even pen yet. Idiot. Um, <laughs> Actually, did you know Blonde Bear got the very first pen Debraka earring? You are nice. kidding me right yeah. now. He did three he want? Yeah. Oh my god. Three tapped him. He got, he got the first one NA. <laughs> he one tapped his neck, one tapped his belt, and three mm -hmm. tapped his earring. And this man is actually <laughs> has the gall to complain to me that he doesn't have his merchant ring piece and he doesn't have the LVAD. I hope you never get it. Not really. But like, honestly, let him suffer long, a little longer. Another thousand hours, Jay. Put it on him. Goodness. Gracious. All right. Now, the talk of the town this week as... Um, as a whole in the community has created a lot of stir is this developer note uh, that Jay mm -hmm. uh, has so kindly written for us. Uh, we, the, we the peepos. Um, all right, so there's a lot to unpack here. Um, the first thing we're going to go with is uh, let's talk about the karma changes first. Let's talk karma changes. Um, a lot of people think that... Uh, so karma is now becoming family-wide. If you're red on one character, you are now red on every single character. Um, I'm not really sure how to feel about this. I feel like it's objectively a good thing, uh, considering some of the other changes in the note. How do you guys feel about this? Tiltus, I'm curious how you feel, because I feel like you lean the other way on this. Where I, I lean very strictly one way. You're, you're like all the way on the other side of the theater. Zone. So I've already figured out the way that I'm going to abuse the Jesus out of the system. Oh my God, dude. It's, can we explain it now? You heard him, Jay. <laughs> I already figured Gosh, it out. Dude. I already figured it out. It's, it is, it's family-wide. So the trick is just put a Tuvala, Tuvala, you know, season character somewhere where you can get a lot of karma back really fast, load them with, with karma scrolls, and every time you go negative, you just hop to the alt, you spend 10 minutes grinding, <laughs> you get your karma back, and then you hop back, and you continue doing what you were doing where you went negative. 
So why are I, you so determined <laughs> to just shit on new players? It's not why new do you players. need to have it this? It is rarely. It is so rare. It is so rare that I'm. You get the most back at um at Pila Kujil, right? Shh, shh, shh. Unironically, oh, oh, at Pila Yeah, again, Pila I mean, Jail in the middle of nowhere is Valencia. Always Forest yeah. is good, but it's way too populated. Um, but I just, I don't know. I feel like it was like, I, I feel like it was a thought that somebody had, and they were like, this is a good change. And I, like, there's part of me that thinks it's like an okay change, but there's so many other things that go wrong with this that i'm just like uh it feels it feels a little heavy-handed to me and also like i said I, I feel like it's literally super exploitable where i can just like oh i'm negative let me hop to my season character grind these couple of packs real quick okay now i have positive karma again time to go time to go fight some more you say so. i mean you say easily exploitable but i'll be honest with you swapping even if you have a character in position to get the karma back uh it's still going to take negative a million to positive. It's still oh, at no, least no, going to no, take no. you like an you hour. Never, you never, you never go negative one million. You just go negative. Once you realize you're negative, you just immediately hop, change, grind some karma back, hop back. It'll take, it'll take like a couple minutes to get, get enough karma to get one kill. No, I, I don't think so. I think you're, I think you're underselling how long it actually takes to get karma back. Like oh, you're, it, it, there's some, there's some really good spots. And if you use loyalty karma uh, scrolls, it's not, it doesn't take long at all. Are you are you a red player though, Deltas? I have been quite a few times before. Well, well, I, know, I mean, like, I have you ever like spots. lived the red player life, yeah, uh, like absolutely. lifestyle? Like, so, but do oh. you do it? Like, do you do it? Have you done it recently? Not recently, no. Okay, so uh, this doesn't so really affect punishing. you. It's so punishing to be a red player now that it's it's not. What are you you gonna you want to lose you want to lose your four bill crystal when you inevitably die to somebody that horse right, charges well, you? Well, all right. Uh, I'm curious. What Jay? What's your take before I I, I go in on Tiltus is there? Jay, what's your take on the karma change? You like on the good karma bet? system? Yeah. Um, so I've never really gone red before, uh, other than to visit Mukwin for knowledge, and so <laughs> I don't really have much to add to the table, to be honest. Um, I mean, I think it's going to help prevent uh more red players wanting to be red i mean at the same time it's just i, I do feel like the devs are pushing towards more um less uh what's the, how do you word it i don't know more severe punishments for pvp less um, bullying yeah, <laughs> yeah less less of that stuff well yeah, i mean around the, yeah mm -hmm. so let's let's remind everybody what the the red karma penalties are so if you're red mm -hmm. on karma um Firstly, your crystals are guaranteed to break if you have them, number mm -hmm. one. Number two, if you don't have crystals, your gear physically downgrades, right? From, um, from PvE uh, death, right? Right. Um, yeah. And number three, and this is the biggest one that I think people forget all the time, and the reason that Tilsus's way is just not going to work, um, is that it untags your character, or it, it completely destroys your tag character's gear if you're red on your tag. And if you're red on all of your characters... You're red on your tag, which means you've obliterated essentially three to four billion silver. Um, if you are a veteran player and you have a tagged character, so like, I don't think it's very exploitable at all. I think that like, unless you don't want to have a tag, well, and in which case, Tiltus's way will work. The gear only pops off if you die on your tag, though, right? No, no, it expires. So even if you have it on your character and you go red, yeah, it expires. I've tested it. Unless they have changed it, um, you, if your tagged character goes red, the gear immediately expires. 
on on the tagged character. It doesn't necessarily untag you, but you just your your gear score goes to zero. Why? Why? Why is it even in the game? Just remove overworld, good. overworld PvP. Good. Yes. Good. I I, like, I love it. this. Does it does it like completely destroy I, it, or I thought it disabled it? No. It went red for it, me. It, exp it expires. So he's it went red for no, me. Yeah, unless well, unless they have modified it, uh, and keep in mind, I did this like a year or two ago when they put this into the game. So it, they may have changed it since then. I'll be honest, I'm scared to try or to try it again. <laughs> I haven't tried it in like yeah. a year and a half because, like, you know, I I, I, I don't want to lose all my stuff. So like, um, mm -hmm. but like, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, uh, people are worried about the crystals and stuff. I think the biggest thing that people are actually gonna like learn the hard way on is losing their tag. Um. And so that's, if you go that's back, billions. if you go back positive, does it come? Does it, is it re-enabled or no? I don't believe so. I think you have to re-tag the whole. Man, character. just remove open world PvP. Why can't I? All right, so see? yeah. All right, so here we go. All right, so What's here's the, the point? thing. So I I actually like that mainly because of the other changes they've given. I like the fact that you can't just move on to a spot and bully people. Now, if it was just this just change by itself, yeah. If it was just this change by itself, I would not have liked these changes. Right, I felt like the karma change was actually as a result of two of the other things um, that they added to the game. Uh, and the biggest one is uh, the deck changes. So we'll revisit the karma system as we kind of hit the uh, the deck changes here. But like the, de uh, the declaration of war changes are now, there are no such thing now as one-sided guild wars. Um, you, In order to actually have a GVG now, both guilds must consent to the deck declaration of war ahead of time so one guild cannot just stay decked long term or even short term on another guild um this this kind of removes hunting guilds this removes hunting war targets and things like this that you know aren't decked on your guild but you're decked on them things like that um and tiltus i know i think that you you have the the opposite opinion as me let's get jay's opinion first uh jay how do you feel about this so I actually asked my friend Hugh um, from the Korean service about his opinion on the matter. And he said that a lot of the Korean player base actually agree with the changes and that the people who don't like the Whoa. changes, he said, quote unquote, it was like an old way of thinking, like they're old players, old way of thinking. And that's it's time for new changes to make the game better for the game to grow. Um, you know, as, as someone like me who avoids PvP, you know, I've I've always felt like conflicts um, in terms of PvP between guilds and players. You know, for the most part, you know, um, I don't worry, like they kind of should be resolved on their own without necessarily needing a developer to step in and make this change. Not to say that I condone or, you know, encourage bullying of Innocent, but I don't know if um, uh, it was necessarily needed is, is my take on it. Uh, and so I think it just made a lot of sense to me, like um, as someone who's you know, uh, I played a witch for five years and I've had to constantly just concede my grind spot and move on. But I, it always just made sense that if a player that decides to compete for yeah. a grind spot um, and that the other player cannot defend, um, that the player who could not defend would leave. Um, I mostly agree with you about the changes to help grow the game. And um, and I, I not to say that I disagree with the changes. I just don't know if this was the best way to go about it. I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, no, I think, um, uh, Tiltus, uh, I know that you stand very vehemently on the other side of the fence. So Tiltus, how do you feel about the deck changes? So, okay. So I watched the, I watched the clip that Jay linked us like the day that he posted it. And I, 
I can agree to at least see the other side of why they wanted to to put these changes through. To me personally, it felt felt really ham fisted. Like we're applying these changes now. There is no like test period. There is no like let's modify it. It's just like boom, here it is. Deal with it. And that makes Amen. me sad. God bless them. There are, there are sometimes like where like guildies are like like you already can't deck on guilds that don't have decks out or that don't own nodes those players are already able to grief and there are plenty like we have people grinding all the time so like our decks are constantly switching over because somebody will get griefed somebody will come through a rotation four five six times and they'll they'll wipe out half your packs and you flag on them and you kill them well, you can only do that so many times before you risk going negative. So then you can't deck. You already can't deck the guilds that people like to do that with anyways. So it felt really ham-fisted. We were just like, we're changing the deck system because because of like brand new players getting like really hard bullied by very experienced players. I totally can see that. I would have liked to have struck a little bit more balance in the way that it works um maybe i don't know just something like if you own a node you can always be decked on or something like don't change it for guilds that own nodes maybe and then change it for all the other ones or something i don't know but i'm not a super huge fan of it because there it happens a lot like where players will come in and they'll just grief your grind i'm like 30 minutes into the grind i've got a player just coming through my rotation taking half my packs and it's like Okay, now I can now I can't deck them because they have to deck me back before I can even fight them. So I'm forced to go negative or just leave. That player is one now, and I'm forced out on my spot just because I want to get a effective grind. All right. Well. Um. All right. So again, this change comes in uh, like so. I'm actually very strongly on the side of I really like the new the guild deck system. I strongly agree with Jay's friend, and I think that one sided guild decks are a thing of the past. I think that open world PvP and BDO in general is kind of an archaic system. When the game came out, the game was very different. The player base wanted to PvP. Everyone wanted, like, it was cool to be able to just flag. Like, at any moment, you could have PvP, right? Like, that was fun because the gear scores were, like, closer. Um, like, like you spawned yeah. in. Like, you were able to keep up with each other. Yeah, if you missed a few days, you were a little bit behind, but it didn't feel helpless. Nowadays, we're in a completely different situation. And with the influx of... Like, we've had a lot of PvPers leave the game over the years, but, like, the mass... Or, uh, the vast majority of all of our new players are PvE Andes. The people that are playing the game now love it because the brand new PvE content is incredible. Yes, they love the combat, but, like... And they might try PvP eventually... But I think that what the developers are trying to do and the reason this change came right now is because they see a massive amount of players playing their game. All these new players are all PvE players. And if they get forced into PvP too many times, it will force them to quit the game. Nothing makes you want to rage quit more, right? Than be feeling like you're in a helpless situation like that. Now, there are ways that this can be exploited. And this is the reason that we have these two other changes, one of which we haven't talked about yet. Um, we talked about the karma system. Um, because we, the developers are trying to get rid of bullying. They're trying to get rid of, um, digital or reforged or show nation decking on some rando guild and just keeping it up and just running them into the ground, right? Because they, they grief their grind spot once. So now we're going to hunt their players, which to be honest with you, doesn't happen a crazy amount anymore. At least it doesn't happen for like, I don't see Cho and Digi doing that too much. They like to fight each other and that's okay. 
Um, but there are guilds on this server um, who shall remain nameless, who all they do all day is they just run around hunting people. That's what they do, right? And the developers, are, I think, are trying to remove that uh, as a whole from the game. And in doing so, they're trying to remove some toxicity uh, from the game, which I like. Uh, the alternative is to just start permanently banning people that are being too toxic in our community, which... Again, I wouldn't be against that either, but this is the approach they took. All right, we're going to try to re reduce the avenues with which those players can grief, right? Um, or troll people. Uh, so, like, these two guilds uh, can't deck each other unless it's mutual now. Okay, well, most of the PvP guilds, I'll be honest with you, will accept decks from each other. I'm sure that most yeah. of the PvP guilds don't mind fighting each other. That's not what we're worried about, right? Cho and Digi are going to accept the decks on each other. If Meow wants to, or if a Dandelion wants to deck Reforged, no problem. We accept that. Ghost wants to deck Reforged, whatever. We accept those decks. No big deal. If two PvP guilds, I don't think that's the issue. It's these PvE, PvX guilds that we're concerned about. And the biggest argument against this system is griefing, right? The biggest argument is, oh my gosh, someone's going to run into my grind spot. I'm going to be helpless. So what the developers did as a... Um, as a response is they said, okay, well, we're going to give you, um, uh, what is this Marnie's round? It's called Marnie's realm. Yeah. Where you get Marnie's to just realm, grind yeah. in an instance for a full hour unimpeded. Uh, now you can do it every other hour and they're essentially, um, introducing Marnie's realm for every single spot in the game. Well, every single relevant spot in the game that doesn't already need it. Right. Um, which, uh, uh Oh, uh Oh, my, my alerts are going off. Um, but like, so like, I think that, I think that change right there basically just wipes out on the whole most griefing because most of the time when griefers walk onto your rotation, it's somebody that doesn't know any better or just doesn't uh, doesn't care or maybe he's already swapped two or three times and he's like, fucking, I'm just going to grind. And, and then he, it happens to be you that gets the short end of the stick or whatever. And your response is typically to flag or declare war on them. However, that will happen way, way less as most of those people are just going to go to Marnie's realm. Right. Most of those people are just going to go to Marty's realm every other hour. It effectively uh, over doubles the amount of grind spots on the server as a whole. And they're increasing um, the rate at which monsters spawn so that rotations can become smaller so that there are effectively more rotations for everyone. Right. They're adding mobs to grind mm -hmm. zones and things like this. So they obviously understand the argument that the developers, oh, they don't play their game. They don't understand. They obviously understand, OK, the biggest problem with this is that people can just walk in and grief. So how do we fix that? We give them Marnie's Realm all the time, right? So, like, I think that the Marnie's Realm changes really does help out with the griefing thing. You should either be able to swap servers between your home servers and a five-minute, because um, they also introduced uh, with these with this dev note, they said the server swap cooldown is going to be five minutes. And you have an instant swap on all three of your home servers. So you can swap to all three of your home servers. Then you have a five-minute server swap to go to any server other than that, and if you still can't find something, then Marnie's Realm is probably up. You're probably not going to have to deal with griefers. It's always going to be a problem in BDO. That will always be an issue. Um, but I think that they've really addressed it with the Marnie's Realm changes. That being said, I really do think it's it's important to take away this, this like, bullying. I mean, Tiltus, you were here for it. I mean, God, all of these guilds, especially on the T1 scene back in the day and in the T2 scene, their job, like, the way that they would recruit was they would just declare war on another guild <laughs> and they would just run that guild into the ground. Um, hunting their players. Yeah, you either join us or we're going to kill your guild. Join us or we're going to kill your guild. And that was just how it was. It was their way or the That's highway. That's a really, really old way of doing it. I haven't seen a join or die message in God knows how long. Well, it's not necessarily so brazen as join or die, but they, they just deck you and hunt you, right? 
every up-and-coming guild has this issue. Reforced had this issue um, with Ghost. Ghost said the same thing to us. Tried to kill us before we got rolling, right? Tried to take all of our members. You know, like, it's it's a nightmare. Corrupted the same thing. Um, every guild that's on that's that's come up has had this issue. Even Show Nation, when it was on the come-up, had to go through all, like, had to hurdle over, like, three, four, five, six different guild beefs before they finally did get on top. Um, and now they get to do it to everybody else. I mean, this is a super old way of thinking. Um, and this needs to go. If we want to retain all of these PvE players that we just got, if we want to keep our servers crowded, if we want to keep people playing the game, this is a necessary change. Op it's not like open world PvP was doing super great, right? It's not like people are having a crazy amount of fun. Oh my gosh, number go up at a GVG, good. What I would love them to do is to just remove open world PvP entirely and give us a different system that is like open world PvP for the open world PvPers that gives them an objective to play for. Let the open world PvPers that want to fight war targets all day and just run around on our shit, give them a reward for doing something like that. But like give them a, an objective and have them fight other players that want to mm -hmm. do that. Like don't don't have them fighting players that don't like can't defend themselves because that's just bullying and it's just it's not fun. It doesn't uh, allow anyone else to play the game. Um, like that one PvP system that they're adding, War of Noses. War of Noses. War of Roses. War of Noses. War of Noses. So, okay. So I agree that they have added Marty's Realm, and that's that's a good way to deal with making it so that there's less people available to grief. My biggest complaint with that is that I think it's going to make the world feel less populated when you're running around. It is. Yeah, absolutely and right. That, like, that's kind of a little bit of a bummer because, like, sure, like, a lot of PvP experiences aren't necessarily great for both parties, but there are some that are, like, really good where it's, like, you fight for a while and you're, like, all right, I'm out. I got to go do something now. Like, so, it... All right. It, it's going to make it feel small. I get... I'm not, I'm not arguing that it... Right. I, I Like I said, I see the reason that they're doing it, but... I feel like it's just going to make the world feel like a way less populated when you're running around because okay. you're going to be running through spots and it's just like, oh, there's nobody here. All right. And well, that's kind of a little bit of a bummer. Well, honestly, I like it when I get to a grind spot. That's the one part of the game, the one area of the game I really don't want the world to feel crowded for is when I'm grinding. Everything else can feel crowded, right? Like when I'm autopathing in towns, seeing people running around, RPing, whatever. I love seeing all these people. But when I get to my grind spot, I'm like, oh my God, there's somebody here, bro. Like, oh, then you have to swap servers. You see somebody going, oh, it's frustrating. I would like their, uh, like, that's the one aspect of the game that I think, honestly, we can all agree on. We don't like seeing people at those spots unless you're on Arsha. Um, now, before we get into the Arsha discussion, I, I want to say that, like, I think they're trying to reduce... The, all of this is in an attempt. Essentially, what the dev note was is they're trying to reduce the bullying in the game of all the brand new players by the veteran players, um, which I think is a good thing. But, I mean, we got this red player change because they the developers knew. They knew. They were like, all right, so if we remove the one-sided uh, guild decks, the first thing that those players say, all right, fine, I'll just flag on them. Screw it, I don't care. So that's why that's why we got the red karma change um, to go family-wide so that, again, it was like a two-fold change. You can't have one without the other. Um, otherwise, people will exploit it. Um, so, but I actually don't think that red players, true red players, really are not affected, I don't think, 
by the by the family karma chain because no, they not, just because they, yeah, they like, run around with cheap ass crystals yeah, anyways that are and they don't have tags and and yeah. they're like this is just what they're they're gonna bully people that's just what they do right but like they're not I honestly people though <laughs> yeah i actually don't think that the developers were actually targeting red players like the true red players like toes you know nice toes bro or Romania specifically they're not going after those players they're going after the players that like go red temporarily just to bully one person and then try to get all their karma back or they swap to an alt to get around it right um so like i i, I again I, I strictly like the changes uh overall um the only changes that i would people have suggested various um like addendums to it like hey can we do this so that we don't feel like pvp in the game is regressing Tiltus, since you're so against the changes, do you think that, um, like, what what would you do? And we're gonna get these changes. What what would you rather ha like like add to this? Um, I think I think the correct play is to probably just open up like six Arsha servers and just funnel all the PVPers there. If you want to grind and PVP at the same time, here's six channels for you to choose from. No Marnie's realm on those servers. Just go fight. You want to grind right. and occasionally have somebody come in your spot. There you go. You want to fight for a spot? There you go. You want to have your 50% drop rate? There you go. Okay. Um, um, my counter to that is there aren't enough PVPers to actually blanket six uh, Arsha servers. There are two types of people that grind on Arsha. There are people that are looking for the bag and people that are looking for the PVP. Right? The people that want the, the money, the 50% drop rate, and the people that want the PVP. If you have too many Arsha servers and not enough players to populate them, People are just going to see them as PVE servers and they're going to like, it's a whole nother problem with the rise. And then the PVPers don't get any PVP because it's too spread out. A lot like our old node war system. There's just too many nodes and not enough guilds, right? Um, I think the solution is not to add more Arsha servers, which is what most people want to point to. No, I think we don't have enough PVPers for that. What I think you do is when someone's grinding on Arsha, give them 300% drop rate. You, you think I'm kidding. Just, just max their drop rate out and then like, let them just pump up to like 500 if they want to. I don't care. Then all the PVPers will funnel into Arsha and it will be the lawless hellscape that they all wanted it to be in the first place. <laughs> right? Like then it's populated enough um, and there's enough reward. Right? And like I think that the people that are running around that want this open world PVP that are super concerned about these changes, I think they just uh, like strictly profit from this. And Arsha feels more populated. Ever, nobody's griefing on main servers. Guilds don't feel like they're they're hunted into the ground. I don't know. How do you feel about that as a, as an alternative? I mean, that's fine. Yeah, anything to funnel the PVPers to actually go somewhere and and look for their PVP is fine. If that means increasing the drop rate of Arsha, fine. If that means adding additional Arsha servers, whatever. I don't I don't really care as long as they're like. My biggest thing is like I hate it when they remove systems from the game and then they don't replace it with something equal to right. it. Right. That 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 that's a fair argument. Like uh the fact that we we seem to have been moving away from PVP a little bit. Um Jay, you haven't spoken Hello. too much on this. What do you think <laughs> and, uh, I've just Jay. been enjoying listening Jay. to you guys. Well, I mean you knew you knew that it was basically gonna be tilted out trying to bounce ideas <laughs> off each other. Um, <laughs> so Jay, of what you just heard, like what what do you feel? Hmm. Like like do you think that they should just the changes come as is, no problems? Do you think that they should add more Arsha channels? Do you think they should up the drop rate on Arsha servers? Do you think that any of that would help? Uh, so for me, as somebody who just focuses on a PVE, I, I, I also, I always, I, like, I've always been in this situation where, you know, uh, whenever PVP happens, 
I just feel discouraged to play the game. Okay, so <laughs> that's just, like when someone rolls up on my no, grind it's spot. it's a good perspective to have. They... <laughs> it's a good, it's a PVE perspective. Yeah. This is good. No, go ahead. So when so whenever I'm like doing Olin's, um, my party member is like, "Oh, you want me to check Arsha? You want me to check Arsha?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> I love how he like. No, I love how he like whispered I, it I, like it's I, a secret. I, <laughs> I don't tell anybody, anybody that we're saying. Yeah, you might get extra debrakes or whatever. But uh, I just don't ever want to be put. As, you know, as someone who does a lot of PVE, PVE um, I've been in situations before where uh, it just ruins my mood to grind. Like just when it, even if it wasn't it wasn't anything like malicious or anything from the other party, like no griefing involved, they just wanted to do it for spot. It just uh, ruins my mood, and that's just like maybe a me issue. I don't know if anybody, uh, any other PVE player feels this way, where somebody just rolls up and asks you for do it for spot, and then you just feel, um, as someone who's not very good at PVP, feels like they'll they'll just I just give them them. To be honest, if somebody rolls up to me, I just I just give them to my spot. But so because um, this uh, Marnie realm change is happening, um, that might not be uh, the case anymore. I can just grind in peace. And I know there's been a lot of arguments being like, oh, this is gonna feel like more like a single player MMO. I mean, I feel like it's already been that direction anyways. It's just if you know if you want to do it on your own way, you could do it your own way. If you want to do some group content, you want to you can do some group content for me i mean i grind olin's literally every i've been grinding olin's for the last three years and i've always been grouping up um and everybody always keeps asking me like how do you find these groups how do you find these groups it's because i'm reaching out to people and asking them to they, 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 that's like the biggest issue with these people who, who don't know how to look for people is that they don't reach out right they're more often than not they're waiting for the other people to reach out to them and so mm. that's also what the other people are feeling and so if you reach out to other people you can actually make this game into a you know a sociable is get out of here social? get out of here right <laughs> a now. social uh, you know party game you know social content or whatever like that you just need to reach out and ask people and so i think um if anything if if people do want this game to be more you know party oriented just have the developers you know create more party oriented grind spots and then maybe people will be more cooperative because a lot of the a lot of the times when we are 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 um uh what's the word for it um there's there's just so much incentive uh to just grind by yourself and so what if we put that incentive to grind with other people and so maybe that way we could make more uh, i mean like you know. that's the thing is like epidemic <laughs> has we have guyfin groups rolling mm -hmm. all day every day like yep. two three sometimes four groups rolling on different servers because it is way more fun to grind with people and as long as we're mm -hmm. reaching out and getting the spots put together then yep. you know they just stay rolling so i mean like i could probably go like open the game right now click in and get into a guy group within the next like 15 minutes and be able to grind so i totally agree with that statement of like it's not hard to make the game social um yeah i, I mean i oh, good i was just gonna say i think i just I don't know. It's weird. I like seeing people like even if I'm not grinding a spot, like if I run through a spot mm -hmm. going somewhere and I'm like, oh, look, there's like people here or like, you know, stuff like that. It's kind of nice just from a like the game is alive. You know, there's things mm -hmm. moving kind of standpoint, not necessarily from a, I'm trying to grind the spot just like a hey, I'm I'm running through. I don't I don't know. Everything's Elvia now, too, for most of the spots. But, like, if I'm running through, like, Calm Sylvia or I'm, like, running through trees or something to go do Vranderos and there's, like, a party there, it's like, uh -huh. oh, look, there's people here. It kind of makes the world feel like it's moving. But Elvia's already mm -hmm. taken away some of that, and I feel like Marnie's Realm is just going to be, like, boom, empty now. 
Um, um, which is it's bittersweet. I get why it's there, but it, I also like just the world feeling like it's alive and moving. Yeah, again, I don't think you're going to lose that. Um, uh, like, you can still see those people that are on Elvia on a normal server. You can see the white dot moving around. Um, so you know that they're there. Uh, and I think that, um, again, grinding is like the one aspect of the game where you really don't want that world to be alive. Um, you really, really, really don't want people for, on your I'm not saying book. for grinding a spot, Blue. I'm saying just like running around the world doing stuff. Well, you're gonna, still going to see those people. Like, you're still going to see all the people. Like, it's not like you run around looking for people in orcs rotations and then just keep running with that sense of satisfaction that someone's there. <laughs> like, no, no. Your only reason you're there to check an orcs. Nice. Like, oh, that's awesome. Hey, man, high five. Like, no. Okay. DFS, DFS, DFS. While you're teabagging him. Like, like no. Leech. Leech. <laughs> exactly. That's probably the real reason that you're there. Uh, honest yeah. to God. I think the the argument that it makes it a so, more of a solar player MMO is irrelevant because, again, when you go to a solo grind spot, you're looking to play the game solo. Like, you're, you're not looking to play the game with other people. And if you are, and I think Jay, Jay laid it out perfectly, if you are looking to play the game with other people, you go to the, the, the group grind spots. Like, that's where you will go. If you want to interact with other people, you go to the group grind spots. Right. But if when you want to grind mm -hmm. alone by yourself, you don't want to be interrupted. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've just been like, I think, I, I think it's safe to pop my, I think it's safe to pop my J scroll. And then I, and then I pop it and then somebody walks onto the rotation. Blue, oh my God. And then they just start kicking the shit out of me, bro. It's miserable. Like you have to like, guy, you laughing, but it's not wrong, man. Like I, I want to be able to use my scrolls and stuff without necessarily knowing that i'm going to be interrupted uh and again it makes um pve a little bit more fun because now i can actually try to be competitive mm -hmm. let's say you get like you're like making a video um for like i don't know woosa pve at ash forest um jaycoon's like 40 minutes into his hour sweating he's got the world record he's going for it dash he comes in and just ruins his day and now he has to start all the way over again yeah he has to, there is no dfs with dashy there's no dfs <laughs> he's coming for that booty um but like uh, do you see what i mean like i i feel like the marnie's realm definitely does help with that stuff the fact that like and those players are still playing the game you'll still see them in town you'll still see them running around in fact you will see them more in pvp because they got to grind more on their own um and i think that we'll see longer like obviously a lot of the players that we see currently playing the game like, you know, people quit PDO and then they come back. And people, like, they quit and they come back. They quit and they come back. They always come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> they always just reel them back in. I was in Marlin's stream today trying to just reel him back in. <laughs> Reeling him back in. Um, But, like, I, I think this helps the game retain more players when they don't feel like they're bullied. Uh, there's some players in chat... Um, that are saying that, like, as a new player, uh, if they start getting bullied in PvP, they just turn off the game and start playing something else. And that's going to be the response. Like, it, it is either that or they start just dropping bad words. You know what I mean? There's, like, two types. You know what I mean? There's, like, two yeah, types of people. There's the, the people. Yeah. yeah, there's, like, the people that are just, like, screw this. I'm just going to go touch some grass or play another game. And then there's the people that are, like... <laughs> And then they just glow in. They're like the keyboard warriors, bro. <laughs> the keyboard warriors, no. <laughs> they just start going in. And again, it just breeds toxicity within the game. Um, and I think this might be an alternative that the devs are taking. Uh, they're looking at toxicity and they're saying, okay, something needs to be done about this. I, I will say, I've been in a lot of game communities. BDO is one of the least toxic communities I've ever been in. That being said, there's always going to be toxicity in an MMO. 
There's always going to be there, right? Uh, but the devs are looking at ways that, like, okay, we can't just permanently ban people like uh, other games can. This is a long, this is a game based off long-term progression. People grind for six years. You know what I mean? Like, if they say one or two bad things, they shouldn't be banned. Like, all of that progression should not immediately vaporize because they messed up one or two times, right? And I think that's fair. I think that's a fair stance. However, um, they've been really delicate about bans in our game. They're, they're very, man, if you've been permabanned you in BDO, you have really messed up. Yeah. Right? You like, have to I, like, really try to get banned in this game. Like, permanently. We yeah yeah like there oh is, my goodness they will, they will literally give you a permanent chat restriction before they will ban your account for toxicity verbal toxicity in the game yeah right like uh, you have to really try hard to get banned mm -hmm. or cheat yeah Those are and, two options like how do you get banned if if you're chat banned permanently if you're chat yeah. banned from the game permanently how are you going to get banned like from the game as a whole like, yep. but like, so they, they take basically every step they can to not permanently ban people. Um, and I think that this is one of those mm. things they're going to try to do. They're introducing these systems to reduce toxicity without having to ban people. Um, mm. like personally, and I've said this many times, I think that, um, I think they really should just be more diligent about bans. Like there's a way to handle it, right? Like, okay, well you just give them a step up system. Like, uh, league has, um, where you, ban them like you chat ban them you know a few times they get progressively longer first it's like a two-day chat ban then it's like a like a two-week chat ban and it's a month That's chat right. ban then they're like okay two-day ban from the game right and then you get you get banned and your honor gets locked right um then you get like a five-day or a full seven-day week from the ban from the game then you get a two-week ban from the game and if you within like a month period of getting two-week banned immediately fuck up again they permanently ban you I think that would be a fair system for BDO. That's, and that's how the chat restrictions work already. If you get chat restricted once, it's for 24 hours. You get chat restricted again, I think it's for a week. 14 days, 30 days, 60, and then mm. I think it's permanently after 60. Right. How do you know um, that? Is that from experience? <clears throat> not me. I do know somebody in this game that is permanently she chat restricted. She goes to a different school, Jay. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. I yeah. do know somebody in the game that is permanently chat restricted and cannot type in the game. They have oh. a chat restriction for a hundred years on their account. Oh, good. Um, yeah, like good. If you, I if agree. <laughs> I totally agree. I told up. him the first time not to do that. Maybe that's why Dashy never says anything in chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. Like, wait, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of people in the video game. Man, they just kind of stopped talking. That's good. Honestly, that feels better. Um, you can uh, block people and stuff, but I really do think they should be a little bit more diligent with the bans. As it is, they went this way with it. We're okay. We're just going to change the system as a whole. My biggest concern, and I do share Tiltus's concern, is removing things from the game without instead adding something else in return makes the player base feel like you're just stepping away from PvP, mm -hmm. right? Like, like, like you're just you're just trying to get away from PvP entirely. Like you don't care about that player base anymore. That is kind of concerning. And so, like, a tilt is it, does it feel like that to you? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely it does. Like, we were already, like, people were, here's how bad it is. The 1,000 players to 2,000 players on North American servers, when they announced Boss Blitz and they announced Land of the Morning Light, they announced how it was going to go, it was gloom and doom because everybody was like, open world is dead, open world is dead, open world is dead. 
it didn't really change that much just like i i think i told people for months right. before it came out i was like it's not going to change anything people are going to go do go do their boss splits for a couple hours and they're going to be back in the main yeah, land no grinding like they were no blade. yeah that this however does like it entirely changes open world pvp the deck system is i i still hate the deck system but that is what it is um right the rest too. Of it, there's no objective like, oh no! I, just... I didn't. I didn't mean that. I just meant from like a like standpoint of like because we're not like the thing is is like it's it's the it's the case of like a few uh, bad apples like rot the whole bunch, right? So it's like you have some players that purposely go out of the way to bully, but like epi epidemic doesn't go out of our way to bully. Yeah, right. We yeah, have long-standing decks yeah, that are up yeah. right now, but that's because it goes back and forth, right? It's because they do something to us, we do something to them, they do something to us, and so it just goes back and forth, right? right. And then eventually somebody will be like, all right, this is enough, let's squash the beef, you know? Yep. Um, that's how a lot of times it goes. I mean, I've, I've done that my entire BDO career, so it's it's yeah, I've never been a bully, but I've definitely had plenty of open-world experiences. But it would be nice if, like, all right, we're removing this system from the game. We're getting rid of open world PvP, but we're going to introduce a new system where all 2,000 players that want to do open world PvP, y'all can go do your open world PvP somewhere. But we're not getting that. So that, yeah. I think, is where the rub comes in. It's because the, the, the PvP player base has been crying for, like, four months that open world's dead. We're always crying, dude. We're always crying about something. We are, we are, we are literally always crying. No we're the loudest. We are we're the yeah. loudest, smallest percentage in we're the so entire stupid. game. But yeah, like that being said, it is like at some point it's like, man, I wish they would pay a little bit of attention to PvP. I like, think, yeah, like there are, I, there's players that enjoy it, and when you look at a lot of the streamers that have been with BDO the longest, they're they all PvPers. They're all PvPers. Like a lot of your your top streamers and on Twitch are PvPers, and they want to do PvP for fun. I'm so giving them an avenue to do that stuff on their stream would be nice. Granted, there's not a lot of people that do open world PvP anymore, anyways, because it is relatively dead. But um, it would be nice if they could replace our system with something else. You know, it's like right. all right, here, give me give me something so I can continue to be a PvPer. Yeah, or expand on it. Right? Like, yeah. that's what I would love to see. My biggest gripe with open world PvP and a big reason why it's dead is what the fuck is the point? Dude, yeah. I already know as the shot caller, right? I'm the guy that shows up to the GVG and I don't get to have fun. I get to shot call. Right? Like, I, I, I gotta show up. <laughs> it's more fucking work for me. And for what? What is the objective here? Farm them on the spawn? Teabag them? Chat PvP? I can't be fucked. Like, most people in the game probably honestly take that stance. It's just like, why are we even fighting? Number up good? That, what, our war score is higher than yours? Now that guild decks are mutual, can we add rewards? Or, like, getting a certain amount a of... Yeah, yeah, who gets like, the 500 kills first? Who gets to 1,000 kills first? Like, how long right. do you want it to go? And what are exactly. the rewards for it? Like, you can only kill, but, like, there, obviously people would try... Like, and, and one of our chatters... If um, we can't exploit it, we will. Yeah, yeah. So one of our chatters said, do you think guild wars... Um, should get a reward uh, as a war objective. Like a winning guild gets 10% combat and scaly XP for winning, or you declare war um, over a spot and you can get 5 AP DP against the mobs there. Um, I actually think that that is it. Now that decks are mutual, that's on the table. But the thing is, you have to make it so that we can't exploit it because it's a it's can we cheat it and how uh, in the PvP scene. It, it so like, will be. all you got to do is you got to say, all right, 
Well, if the same, you know, you can't kill the same person more than three times in a row in a 24 hour period or something, or five times in a row in a 24 hour period or something and get rewarded for it. Right. Cause then, then you avoid this like war score trading, which is inevitably mm. going to happen for, for grind spot stuff. Right. Um, and honestly, if you want to organize fucking like 40 people to trade war score back and forth, like whatever, bro. But if you could reduce it to where it's not just like one player, like just padding the stats, oh, I hit that, I hit the 50 kill mark. All right. I'll see you in an hour. I'll let you do it to me kind of thing. Then it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, uh, one of our other chatters says, what's the point of adding an Archer server? Isn't it better for players to PVPers to enjoy one server equals more confrontation? That was my argument earlier. Tiltus, I'm curious, would you rather there be, uh, it, it be more one more competitive server, or would you rather them add like two or three more Archer servers? What's so, your take on that? As, as somebody that likes grinding on Arsha to grind, when I grind, I grind on Arsha. Number one, because it breaks the monotony of grinding. But number two, it's because I like, I, I like my 50% drop rate. So I would like to see a combination of like both. If you give me like one more extra server so that like I can at least try to compete for my spots and so that I'm not just getting like straight blasted out of the spot because there's 50 people there. That's what happened. So when I did my cup grind, that was the worst thing about trying to grind on Arsha's. There was so many people there all the time and it's close to Heidel. So there's just always people running through it on Elvia. Yeah. Um, it was like really annoying to try to get a spot or to hold it for more than five minutes. Um, so it, it has to be like a fine line. I would like, honestly, I would just like to see like if we could. Here was my kind of thought process with adding more Arsha service. If they add more Arsha service, give PvP guilds the ability to make Arsha servers their home servers. And I guarantee Ooh. you, so many PvP guilds would just immediately Ooh. move to Arsha. And then, then you have all the open world you could always want. All your PVPers are always on the same set of servers. You can do your decks. You can do your open world fights. You can do whatever you want. And if you don't want to do that, then go to a different server. You have a five-minute cooldown. I kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, if you... It, like, I think adding more Archer servers is okay. If you Again, if you add, like, the... Because all the PVP guilds will all make their home servers the Archer channels. Like, instantly. Um... Yep. And like all of them will just constantly fight each other all the time on the Arsha servers without even necessarily needing to be decked, which that is a, I would take that as a solution. That would be fine too. Um, but like, I think these guild changes, I, I think the, the, uh, the war changes were a necessary evil. And if honestly they're beating a dead horse at this point, they need to do something with open world PVP, take it away and give us something new. Um, like you can add to the current system, like we just said, you can give us buffs and like grind buffs and stuff like that. Again, since guild decks are mutual now, and you can you can make the system so that it can't be exploited. That they'd have to think it through, right? You can't yeah. just like let people trade kills back and forth. Um, but like it's definitely balanceable. And now that they're mutual, you're like okay, and it gives guilds, bro. If we got a deck, an incoming deck from say from Epidemic, we would be like okay. Reforge is going to accept this deck, and now we actually we want to fight, right? Because what we're gonna we're gonna try to fight you for like the drop rate buff or whatever it is, right? There's an objective now. There's a reason to go out and fight, right? There's a reason to go out and PvP. I think that would be a a much better version of what we have now, which is just one sided guild decks that are just people just running around, running players into the ground that don't even want to fight. Yeah, 
I, like I said, I totally like after I watched the video that Jay Coon linked, which we you should totally link that in the chats real quick uh, if you have it, Jay Coon. Um, oh yeah, because it was a, it was a good watch because it did it changed it changed my mindset on it a little bit where I went from very vehemently against it. I was so mad that I was like. You know what? Honestly, this isn't really that bad of a change because I see why the change is being made. That being said, I, I hate it when they take systems away from me and don't give me something back. Because I, I like open world PvP. That is that is like the number one reason why I will randomly log into the game or, or pull the game out of my uh, tray is because I get a ping for a GVG and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. You so, have the opposite reaction that I do. If I get a ping for oh, open world, I, I just, I, I, I tell people, I tell so people mad. when I show up, I'm like, I am not shot calling this. You are insane. If you think I'm shot calling open world, it's not going to happen. Do I don't what have you a want. choice. I don't have a choice. I join the call and everybody just looks at me like a dodo bird. <laughs> i just tell them it's not gonna happen i'm just like absolutely not like y'all are crazy but i do i really enjoy decks like i really enjoy gvg that's why i'm that's one of the reasons why i go to garmoth like every single a lot of players because, do that yeah. yeah because after garmoth all right it's time to gvg for the next half hour um, oh, there's 14 <clears throat> garmoths <laughs> yeah um trenny you heard him yeah. go ahead and send the de deck on epidemic um <laughs> hey yo over legs dog <laughs> I ain't trying to fucking. I ain't trying to no. kill her forge or anything. You know. Oh no, so. yeah, very funny. All right, yeah. No, I think you got this twist. I think you got this twist. All right, no, but seriously though, like I, I really do think that the changes are good for the game as a whole and it helps us retain our player base. Um, like, mm -hmm. uh, the, the players that, uh, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I am a little concerned that they just when you rip a rip away a system like this and without replacing it with something better, it does make your 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 core base, which are all PVPers. To the game it makes us nervous right? it mm -hmm. makes us nervous now um they are doing some changes so we'll pivot off the dev note just a little bit here um i'm sure we'll work our way back to it somehow it's going to be a circular argument too um but the node war changes that are on the global labs have they're basically buffing fort health by like five to like eight times and then like like mm -hmm. the like structures like the flag factory are like 12 times tankier the ricos are like four times tankier everything's tankier all the structures for node wars uh are now going to be tankier um jay you probably don't have much of a take on this uh do, do you i'll jay i'll let you get it out early if you have one but like do oh, you for, they're increasing the hp on structures oh my god war. yeah <laughs> That's, That's crazy. crazy. He's like, oh my god, how does this affect Owens That's at all? That's crazy. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, does, does, wouldn't that make the whole Node War longer? <laughs> it does. Uh, it technically, yeah, it make does. the whole Node War longer. Is, we'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah. You got anything else you want to add in there? <laughs> um, well, okay, so. The biggest thing that's preventing me from going to Node War is that, okay, so I really like really cool collectible things. And in World of Warcraft, you oh could God. Um, get, <laughs> you get PvP mounts, you got mm -hmm. PvP specific, you know, transmog and all that stuff. Yeah, uh -huh, if they true. gave me a really cool costume to go for, like, let's say I have to go to Node War to get my Node War Wells and I can trade, I don't know, like a thousand Node War Wells for like a cool costume maybe i would be more inclined to go to node war that is and... true <laughs> i would also be more well, inclined that's why, that's why jay joined the node war guild in the first place was because he needed the crystal 
The, yeah, the Chris, yeah, well, the glorious Ocrats, and now he, he knows. Like they, the system is there. They already yeah. know. They're like, how can we get players to do PvP? They got me ah, once. Give, give they got get me again. Rewards. <laughs> ah, haha. Yeah, he literally joined APOC Alliance, and then they died. Never mind the facts. <laughs> yeah, never, never mind the fact that there was like a multi-year gap there. But honestly, it's it's a flow chart. First, JQ joined. Then the guild stopped node warring and sieging. It's a direct correlation. <laughs> he got what he wanted. He infected them. You fought them last night. They're, right? infected <laughs> them. They're doing fine. Honestly, yeah, join reinforced. Um, <laughs> then I don't have to work anymore. Dude. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's a good take. It tells us, like, what gets people... I, like, I like Jay's take because it tells us what pl players, like... What will get players to try PvP for the first time. Yep. Right. And mm -hmm. Jay, now that you're in a PVX guild once again, um, what do you like? So the only thing that's going to get you back into PVP at this point is what? Like the you said, like the player specific mounts, player specific skins, stuff like that. Yeah, cool, cool stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what would be really cool? Okay, so in Arena Solaire, you know, there's a there's really interesting items like Slumbering Sage's armor, which is like a DR version of Dimtree, or the Stormy Eye earring which is uh, like the boss grade evasion ring. If we could have access to those, like I like through PVP, maybe I would do PVP, you know? <laughs> you want maybe I would PvP do a PVP. In your PVP game? Maybe. <laughs> Just Whoa. for like, you know. <laughs> yeah, great rewards for doing stuff that you want to do. Wait. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be honest. All right, hear me out. What do you think? All right. Both these headlines are in the same patch notes. Which one do you think people prioritize? P headline one. We're removing open world PVP from the game. No more flagging. Headline two. Mm -hmm. We're adding players, all of these play like five new players, like player specific skins that can only be obtained through um, Node Wars and Siege and Arena of Solaire. Right? Achieving a certain rank in Arena of Solaire and stuff. Which one would you guys be either pit? Would you be the more pissed? <laughs> yeah, obviously Jay, but like Tiltus, would you be more pissed that open world PvP is gone? Or would you be happier that we're finally get something that should have been in the game for the last six years? <laughs> I'm not wrong. Like it absolutely this this is low hanging it, fruit. This should have been hurts. here forever ago. It hurts, it hurts because it hurts because like open world PvP is gonna be oh, like, so good. relatively dead after these patches come through. So it's like Right? Yeah. I guess stuff, well, I'm um, just happy you know? that we get rewards <laughs> for PvP. It is, <laughs> <laughs> it just, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> that but is like, where we only, are at. It's only because open world is so bad already that it's just like, I Dude, guess. Just, like, yeah, yeah, I feel like the, the PvP community would not care about these changes at all if they just suddenly, like, they gave you... Okay, so here's the thing. If you killed 100 war targets, and keep in mind, they had to be at least 30 different people right or something from the same yeah. guild in a mutual guild deck you got this badass like electric looking outfit with this cool title that looked green and shit or whatever right mm -hmm. i think that would okay we would be totally fine with these changes we wouldn't even there wouldn't even be there would be no riots <laughs> no. in the street you wouldn't even hear anything that happened right like it would be awesome it would be sick um guilds would want to fight each other like there's mm. a very simple solution to this problem and it's just to add rewards for pvp Distract them. Yeah, since we can't yeah. bully people it anymore. Give me shiny world. things to distract Damn me from it, my anger. Jay, stop comparing us to toddlers. 
I, it's not it's not wrong though. <laughs> if if they gave us like really bit like like really just like cosmetic rewards for PvP, it doesn't have to always be oh, we're going to give them a, a gear upgrade. We're going to give them mm -hmm. silver. We're going to give them... No, just give us the cosmetic upgrades. Give us the title. How many people literally just do Siege for the week because they're trying to get Stormtrooper? Stormtrooper. <laughs> like, and that's what I know the many only... People. I know many people. <laughs> exactly, dude. Give us titles like that in Node War. If you... Like, oh my gosh. Do you know how much more Node Wars would come alive if they added a Stormtrooper title to Node Wars? Like, if you get 100 kills or you get 50 kills in a node war or something, um, you got a special title that made you all electric and stuff. But that'd be sick. Again, players would not have any problems with you removing one-sided guild decks if you just gave them, all right, now you're, but now your actual guild decks give you rewards, right? And not silver rewards. Give us cosmetic. They let you get a, P a free exclusive PvP dance. You get a sticker that you can put. You get a sticker that you can put on like a tree or something, and it stays there for like ten minutes, thirty minutes, or an hour, or whatever. Something. Right? I'm spraying it on somebody's fort every day. Exactly. Just you run just run up. Just walk up. Yeah, like the like the Overwatch spray thing. Yeah. Right. Like let us let us have that shit, and we would be super happy. It doesn't always have to be about progression. It doesn't like always have to the, be about silver. I like how you added the sound effect. That's. <laughs> We all knew what I was talking. <laughs> have you ever played Overwatch, Jay? We know. We, yeah, yeah. We know. I have. Yeah. I have. I played. So I mean. me. Yeah, of course you did. You fucking bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> stupid little ice bitch. <laughs> it's so fun. Just yeah, in the face he doesn't actually have to be good at PvP. He just sprays the gun in their I'm general really direction. And, and classic, yeah, Jay. That's why I played me. <laughs> Left because there were no rock golems in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so like we got off subject a little bit. Node War changes to so the Fort Health. Um, Tiltus, how happy yeah, are both of us? Yeah, oh, yeah, the Fort Health. Tiltus, how happy dude. are both of us, dude? Yeah. Dude, especially the T2 Fort Health, man. Oh, I can hear us God. both like finishing when it when they when the patch note came. It's like, oh, <laughs> God, yeah, you have no oh, idea. God. I was at so work much when better. I read him and I was like, oh, my oh, God. God, I was like, I gotta take a five minute break, I'll be back. So dude, much I better. I can't believe it took Why? that long, dude. Bro, T2s were like the, the most egregiously Paper. squishy. Like it was, I mean, the flame towers couldn't be upgraded, right? And you had all of these, the, the, the way the capped gear worked, you could just vaporize a flame tower in one push. You went yep. from having both flame towers to no flame towers no flame in like towers. under a minute. Yep. Like it heaven was. For, heaven forbid you get CTG'd on while you're out of base or across the war zone and you don't have a staff at home to pop your own CTG. Because your base is going to go fast. You're lucky if you live. Right. I mean, uh, to put it in perspective of how bad it is, we started a war last week. I started outside of zone about 50 clicks from somebody's base. The war started. I ran in by myself. I stripped two recovery centers, got a Hawacha to 50, took out an elephant nursery, and got a flame tower to 50 by myself in five <laughs> minutes. Oh, my God. Dude. Nobody One else was there. Person one person, one person <laughs> almost stripped half a base in five minutes by themselves in yeah. t2s right. that's how bad the hp is now i will say that t4s people got what they wanted on t4s um 
They wanted lower capped T4s. Like they wanted lower man caps. So like instead of only having 70 man and 100 man T4s, people wanted to fight on 30 and 50 man T4s. And I said this, I said the problem going, I was like, you get, if you have a 30 man T4, that war is never ending. Do you have any idea how long it takes 30 <laughs> people to kill a tier four fort and tier four like flame towers and stuff? It's obnoxious, absolutely yep. obnoxious. So like, I don't think that the tier four changes actually made it through, thank goodness, because if they made those any tankier, the low cap nodes would just, oh, dude, it would just never end. It would be miserable. Um, but the tier two and the tier three cap changes, I think, are great. I'm curious God. how you feel about the tier one. Uh, like, they said they increased the fort health by 5.6 times. Yeah, that's kind on of a tier one. T1s. Dude, they're like never T killing the fort, man. T1s are never going to kill it, dude. Yeah. The thing about T1s that you have to remember is that they're capped. The highest capped on a T2 or a T1 is a Friday night 35, man, I believe. And those still stalemate yeah. because there's too much for it and there's not enough damage. So, like, you're, you're talking about you're increasing the fort health five times for 20-man nodes. Go to Northern Plains of Serendia on Thursday night and drop with 20 people and try to take out a fort and see how long it takes you. It's going to be so horrible to try to do that now. Like, T1s are just going to perma-stalemate now. Yeah, It's going to um, be bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll perma-stalemate, but it's going to be just like a, the, the problem I just described on T4s. Yeah. It's just going to be, you just can't kill the fort anymore. I understand you want to make T1s forgiving and stuff, but like, nah, dude, you got to at least let them be able to kill the fort. Yep. Like... I understand making the structures maybe a little bit tankier, but like I would rather have the structures build faster than make them more tankier. Cause then the T1 guilds, like uh, honestly, never mind. Don't do that. If the structures build any faster, I you can't put pressure on a base, dude, without them getting yeah. rebuilt. Is is mis don't do that. I take it all back. Um, but like making structures tankier is tough on T1s. I think it's fine because it at least makes it like a reasonable reward. Like, I don't know, T1 should be a forgiving experience. If you fuck up, mm -hmm. where, like, um, uh, like a few pushes, you shouldn't necessarily, the war shouldn't necessarily be over. But if you, if you mess up your base defense a couple times, okay, well, you should have time to rebuild and get that done. So I'm, I'm curious to see. I think the T1s are almost the most impactful if they do make it through. And I oh, think wait, the T2 changes were the most necessary. The fort health does not change on T1s. You're thinking about recovery centers on t1s maybe they got five times oh well then maybe i read it wrong it was translated from korean so like i was trying to yeah, read the, the like korean script it doesn't look like t1s got any changes okay so the rico everything else did get hp was, okay so the okay. okay so the the rest of the structures got changes but like yeah i think do you how do you feel like recovery centers like quadrupling their hp Oh, it's it's. I don't know how bad it is on on T threes, but it is desperately needed on T ones and T twos. They evaporate. I mean, like I said, it took me five minutes to strip two by myself on yeah. like last Monday. It was like rolled up. I was on the fort. No players were loaded in. By the time players were loaded in, I already had two recuff centers down to like thirty percent because I started right next to the base. Like, that's how quick they go. They, they desperately needed HP. Yeah, I think that, uh, okay, so the trade-off for those of us that don't know uh, and are listening and aren't crazy familiar with how Node Wars work, uh, recovery centers are considered soft structures. Um, at least that's our term by the community. Um, soft structures are structures that are not going to take very much damage to, like, a cannon shot. 
Cannons can siege the base from a very long distance away and do a lot of damage to what we call hard structures, which are like flame towers and whole watches, things that can fight back. Mm. Um, those are very mm -hmm. tanky. So if an offense, so if, you're, if your whole guild walks up on a flame tower, it's going to take them a really long time to kill a flame tower versus a cannon that it might take 30 or 40 shots, but it can fire from long range and nobody has to die. Mm -hmm. um, now, if a cannon tries to shoot a recovery center and kill that, it's going to take closer to 100 shots. And now it's basically going to be impossible for a cannon to kill a recovery center. So trying to cannon down bases by themselves is going to be really, really hard, right? Uh, the, the entire idea of soft structures like your flag factory or your recovery centers or your supply depots is that people actually have to hit those structures if you want to kill them. You can't just kill them with cannons. Or, I mean, you can, but it'll take a really long time. I think the only real impact that it's going to have on large-scale PvP is that really strong base positions just got way stronger. And it's not Absolutely. because they're buffing, like, FT health or anything like that. It's because you're never going to kill their recovery centers, and you're never going to kill their soft structures with cannon fire. Um, so, no, do not drop on Bash and Base. You know what I mean? Don't yep. drop on, the like, the really cancerous node word spots. Um the yeah. one thing that has me a little bit concerned as well is uh you know how okay so when you when you place down a structure during node war there is a timer that ticks it varies by the structures that you have placed and as it ticks up it gains a very small incremental amount of health but That's it starts true. with very very little health now that being said if you take a recovery center that is 80 percent built and you multiply that health that it had <laughs> by four times not dying bro okay. can i kill the recovery center or is that thing going up because that's one of the things that like um like lower number like t3s or t2s excuse me like will struggle with is like you have to send like you only have so many flex people to be able to send at a base and if you are sending in uh you know two people to try to keep rebuilds down and all of a sudden the, the rebuilds are you know four or five times tankier it's gonna be really difficult for those handful of people to try to keep those structures down so i'm a little concerned about that so i i almost hope that the health on rebuilding structures does not change and only the health on fully built structures change because mm. it's already kind of hard to keep structures down as is mm. uh, and I'm, i don't know I'm speaking man. from flex <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like every time we're like rebuilding something, a lawn just like lands and spins one time, and the thing just that is dies. true. Yeah, remove lawn, <laughs> remove lawn, then continue but, on with my changes. It's like the most miserable experience. Like you're you're de That's desperately true. defending, and here comes this lawn that you can't do anything about. Oh, where's it gonna land? Of course, it's gonna land right on the structure and just spin, and then it's dead. Um, so That's I true. remove lawn and then go through with the rest of my changes. Okay, that fixes fine. it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I think Lon, uh, Lon is the outlier, I think, in that situation. You bring up most, an, yeah, no good. Most other uh, classes aren't able to get in and out and do like that kind of damage that quickly and then leave, which is the problem that Lon has right now. Um, yeah, I mean, you bring up an interesting point. Recovering like the the building structures, actually, they're I'm I'm almost positive that the rebuilding structures, like health as they're rebuilding is based off of a percentage health of the structure as a whole. Correct. That's and my I understanding think, of it right I now think that well. that just makes rebuilds a lot tankier, or at least yep. it makes recovery center rebuilds a lot tankier, which in turn, you're going to see a lot more stalemating fights, which is miserable for Node Wars. Now, uh, one of the changes we didn't talk about yet that I kind of want to talk about is the uh, the reward changes. 
for node wars it's huge now jay this is. is something that you can touch on is this going to make you do pvp jay more silver <laughs> Woo um, it's 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 just more silver. It's just uh, I can get. He's like I go. Else. I could do Olens and make more money. <laughs> I bro. can do yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I'll be over here at Olens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I said before. Okay, yeah. Again, give me something exclusive. Give me like I don't know, like mm -hmm. a cool horse mount. You know, a horse. Oh, sorry, horse armor. You know, for my literally has a T10. my soon to be T ten Doom that I don't have yet, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'm happy about the changes myself. They're essentially what they're doing is when you win a node war, you gain or lose a node war, you gain a certain amount of uh silver from that node war win or loss. And what they've done is they've increased that number by a pretty significant amount for wins and a decent amount for losses. Um now that being said, uh why more silver? Give me something else. Dude, yeah, I again, we're missing <laughs> the point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, although, honestly, in this case, it should be silver. If you lose, you should still get a substantial amount of silver. I yeah. like that. Especially these team fights, bro, there can only be one winning guild. Um, like, I, I like the fact that Reforged, who loses, like, all of its node wars, um, like, we... <laughs> We would absolutely love to make more silver yeah, for our, for taking L's, you know what I mean? Because we take a lot of those. Um, but, like, so I, I like that. What I don't like is they refuse to address siege um, sticks. This drives me nuts. So there currently there's a mechanic in the game where if you own a node, you can you can place for siege, right? Well, mm -hmm. player or uh, guilds will snipe. It is like, whatever, that's always going to be an issue. But you're actually encouraged to drop a fort for siege, uh, because everyone in your guild that yes is up for siege, even if your stick goes down and nothing happens, it's 150 million silver. And the current system that's in place to prevent sniping does not matter for siege because post siege, the system resets for the week. So yep. even if you don't hit the the lockout period, you still like you still are fine. You can still place on Sunday, and there's no punishment for you dropping a stick for siege. Um, yeah. So, it's a little it's a little weird. It's stupid. It's not weird, it's stupid. Just call it what it is. It's a bad design. <laughs> um you should not give rewards to get like it what it's doing is it's just ruins normal fights. Right? Like it guilds yep. that actually want to fight and like have a setup team fight or, or or like actually want to come to siege can't actually place on the region that they want to place on because there's all these extra forts placed down or there's very critical forts in bad positions because some idiot uh, in a PVX skill, just ran out. I'm gonna put a fort down, and he just slams it down, and it happens to be really close to one of the best positions in the region. You know what I mean? And that just ruins the team fight for the week. That's obnoxious, and it should not be allowed. Like instead, take that money and give it. Like siege should be for the the guilds that actually want to come to siege. If you want to snipe nodes, whatever. But siege, you really should not be rewarding people for just dropping a stick and then not showing up for siege. That's obnoxious. Um, now, they did try to circumvent this a little bit. The Siege Force costs a billion silver in guild funds, but they didn't address the fact that guild funds really aren't used for anything anyway. So, like, nobody cares if it's a billion silver in guild funds. Nobody cares. It doesn't It doesn't actually affect anything. Um, so I would like... I like that they're giving more silver for losses. I think for gains, uh, like, if you win a node war or you do really well in a node war for your guild, um, I think they should give special prizes for that that are not silver, not crystals, not not item drop rate increase scrolls. Give us special titles, give us special outfits, give us special effects, like whatever it is. 
give us special cosmetic stuff for winning node wars and stuff that people actually want to go for did you then, uh did you see that they changed i'm oh, sorry uh, no, i didn't want to mean to cut you off but no, did you no, see no. that they changed the number of uh deaths and kills for snipe guilds yeah to 100 yeah yeah whatever they just get up and they just run straight into us and die <laughs> you know what i mean like it the was the funny thing is is like i'm pretty sure that there's a couple of t2 guilds that barely hit 50 before they get blitzed off a node yeah. So I'm um, curious to see was... if they're going to be able to hit 100. <laughs> we felt so bad. There was one time we thought that there was another PvP guild on the node with us on this tier 4 100 man node. It's a Wednesday, right? And like we we pulled the we capped. We capped the node war for a 100 man and we knew where their fort was because we had scouted it ahead of time and we were ready to go. Right? Like we were, we, we did the pre war CTG. We're all sitting there on our horses, and the node war starts, and a hundred reforged came over the hill. And that dude at midnight paused his fort, like pooped himself. It was like Jon Snow in Battle of the Bastards, but he had no army behind him. Like, <laughs> it was really rough. I think the fort died in like 45 seconds. It was crazy. It was actually just crazy. Yeah, but like, it's pretty nuts. I don't mind snipe guilds. I really, that on Node Wars, that's like whatever. Like, I, like that's always going to be a thing. Like, no matter what, that is always going to be a thing. And they don't care. Because if they get locked out, whatever, we tried. You know what I mean? Like, that's it doesn't matter to them. There's always going to be snipe guilds. Please fix the siege system. That's what I care about. Like, stop blocking the major fights for Siege, right? Um, okay, we've talked a lot about PvP. I want to talk about something that Jay can contribute with. Um, Jay, Cronstone changes. Uh, Cronstone changes, big man. <laughs> can you walk our listeners through what's going on with the Cronstone changes? So they are increasing the costumes and um, increasing the amount of extractable Crons that you can get, as well as the, you know, the Valk's Cry. Uh, by about 120 percent and so um you know uh this is not uh <laughs> okay i can definitely say that you know spit it out the word for it like <laughs> we've got this just say it you know it's pay to win it's <laughs> go ahead i didn't want to say it okay yeah i'll this say is it going to like... okay so Okay, we've 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 taken so many steps forward, and then we take a couple. I, we're taking a couple steps back now, and I just like not just that, a why? couple, dude. Like I literally, <laughs> why? Let me get this straight. I, know, let, I was let just me, so let me get this straight. Flabbergasted. You're, you're you come out with this death note where you're like, we gotta protect all of these new players that are playing <laughs> our game. Right? Like, we got to keep them playing the game. So you literally wipe open world PvP, basically, from the game. Um, and, and you scrub it off in the in this whole idea that we have to protect all these new PvE lords that are now playing our game. Like, okay, I can kind of get on board with that. But the whole reason that everyone is trying is twofold. There are two reasons why everyone's playing BDO right now. One, well, actually, there's three. One, the Lost Ark developers are playing for the home team. Um... <laughs> Two, um, the whole idea of BDO in the West and just in the world in general was that it was the super pay-to-win game or whatever, and the reason people mm -hmm. are giving it a shot again is because all of these content creators finally stood up, they tried the game, they stood up, and they said, okay, no, it's not nearly as pay-to-win as it was. Like, it's totally fine now. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Is there pay-to-win in the game? Absolutely. But, like, it's, it's manageable. A free-to-play player can keep up. 
You know what I mean? And that gets a big influx of players back to the game because it's a great, it's a great system. And the third is that there's all these PVE aspects of the game now where you've got like ranked systems, boss splits, all this crazy shit, right? All this extra content stuff. And your solution mm -hmm. at this moment with all of these players that we finally fixed our pay to win reputation, you come out with this banger fucking idea. Who around the desk on the dev team was like, I've got it. We increased the price of vendor crons to 3 million silver to make it harder for those free-to-play players to keep up with the game. And then, in the same patch, we increase the amount of silver and extractable cron stones you get from outfits. And everyone else on the dev team was like, that's it, patch it, send it out. Like, it, it's, <laughs> it's good. There will be no backlash. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? <laughs> Do you remember what I said the very next day after this patch? We got these patch notes. I said, hey, guys, what can we do to make our game even better? Grab gun, proceed to shoot yourself in foot, not once, but twice in uh, the same patch. Grab the extra gun in case of misfire. <laughs> <laughs> and they fire really with both swung. weapons. They yeah. really swung, and they were like, oh, this is a great time to do it. And I was like, uh... now, This is so I will stupid. Say, I will say, I will say, and this is this is the caveat of this topic currently right now, is that costumes on Korea currently are already more expensive, well, were already more expensive than they were on North America. We did not have that patch. That was a Korean-only patch. There is... There's a amount of me that is coping so hard that this will be a KR exclusive because KR has very different views on pay to win than we do here in the West. So I'm really hoping that they're like, okay, we all the KR servers are now crowded. They're now overcrowded. They're overrun or whatever it is. I saw a screen cap from Korea and their servers are like, holy balls, dude. It is insane how populated that game is in Korea awesome. right now. It's so I'm hoping that they're like, hey, for you Korean fellows that just came from Lost Ark, if you want to catch up and you don't mind spending money, here you go, because Korea's okay with that shit. If we get this patch in the West, and I it's not I don't think it's nearly as bad on North American servers as it is, because there are still plenty of players in here that wail really, really hard. The biggest gripe I saw when I was looking into this patch is that the EU players were losing their minds because they don't have many whales in the EU. So their costume market is really bad. And they're like, we literally buy all of our crons from vendor. So now you've just literally nerfed everything for like essentially European players because they don't have a costume market like ours is. Oh god. The honestly the NA the the NA server looked at those changes and they were like, We just profit from this. Yeah. Um, NA you, is like, I mean got, it's bad, right? NA's but like and he's it's looking around like to get your costumes off the market in North America. Mm -hmm. If you know what costumes to go for, if you use Garmoth and you keep an eye on what costumes are selling and you have the silver to throw at it, you can buy them off Central Market and you'll be all right most of the time. So nah, EU, it, yeah, no, I mean EU's got. They're like, hey, we can buy crowns from our vendor for two million server, and KR's like, we can buy ours for three million server, <laughs> and NA's like, you can buy. Cron stones you can from buy the vendor, vendor crons? <laughs> Nobody does that in NA. You just snipe outfits forever. Yep. Right? Like, you don't even bother. Like, the only reason in NA to actually do it is because you're, like, the most impatient person in the world. Yep. 
right? Like, and you just want to throw away your money. Uh, I just got a, a screenshot from one of our uh, listeners that literally shows the Korean market, and it it's just got a full row of premium outfit boxes. Sitting. There's yeah. thousands of each one just oh. sitting. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, I, they have to be min priced, right? Because yeah. eventually. So like I said, a Korean view on pay to win is very different than it is in the West. So I'm really hoping that they've understood. And it seems like to some extent they have started to understand like Western, we don't like pay to win over here. There are whales that will enjoy pay to winning your game. And if you can keep those whales happy enough, but keep the rest of your player base like satisfied, you'll only get good publicity, which is kind of where BDOs are at right now. There are whales, guys. Like, don't get it twisted. There are tons of them. And they buy all the costumes and they put them on the market so that you can get your cronstones. But yeah. I don't think this patch in particular needs to come to the West because I mm -hmm. think the backlash right now, especially after so many, like, large content creators are like, yeah, the game's pay to win, but, like, it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to seem. Like, you can free to play and pretty much mm -hmm. keep up. They hand out free shit all the time. Like... You can keep up to some extent, and if you just dedicate some time grinding, you will normally be all right. But if they if they literally all those videos went out in the last like month about how BDO is like not as bad, and then they immediately turn around and drop this patch, oh. everybody's gonna be like, "Well, that was a fucking lie." I actually don't. I actually don't care that they increase the the silver that each outfit is worth, and then the crown stones for extracting. I actually don't care about that. I think that as you make more silver in the game. Um, like per hour and stuff, you do have to kind of increase that to because like there's a fine line of pay to win that they're trying to maintain, and I think they do a relatively good job of it. As people make more silver per hour, they have to kind of every once in a while increase the silver of outfits and how many cronstones you're getting uh, per outfit. That I don't mind because people will also sell more outfits as a result. So like you know the free to play players still get their exchange. Um, it's not as big of a deal. I think the most egregious part about that patch is moving vendor crons from two to three million silver. Jay, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's just gonna it's just gonna make everything a lot more expensive for the free to play player to to cron things. So it's gonna be uh, I, I, the rate. If you guys didn't know, the, the current rate right now at eight hundred forty million silver uh, for two for for the six hundred twenty one crons that we get. Uh, I think it's six hundred twenty one. It's a one point three five mil per crons. Mm -hmm. um and the new patch it's about like 2.1 bill or about 993 crons and then that's 2.25 mil per cron but that's with also the crons going up from two to three mil so technically it is still going to save you more money than if you were to buy vendor crons but we don't want the vendor crons to go to three mil. <laughs> yeah yeah i think i, yeah, I think the so worst is is just for the eu players i saw a lot of mm. backlash for the for the eu players about this oh because, yeah because they're screwed man yeah i mean they're like bdo screwed. like na you still have to wait for your costumes but if you if you know what you're looking for you can typically get your costumes within like a couple of hours yeah. most of the time it's not that bad but like eu where they don't have a costume market that's rough that like, is rough they're gonna have to wait a long time for their costumes or just cough up the th the three million silver per cron and that's i don't think that's a healthy spot to be at yeah and i know like that one of the biggest backlashes when cron prices went from one mil to two mil was the the horse community the horse community lost their mind 
<laughs> you remember that? The horse community was so pissed. Mm -hmm. They lost their minds because it used to be 100 mil, and this is back before silver was super inflated that this happened. It was 100 mil per horse attempt or per, per horse attempt to protect your, you know, half your materials. And then they they upped it to 200 mil and the horse community about burned itself to the ground. They were so mad. <laughs> they were very upset with that change. So I don't, I don't know. Nowadays, there is like the horse community is like whatever, dude. We don't even care anymore. They just gave everyone a T nine. Why do we even yeah, care? Exactly. They were like, um, all right, we'll, like, we'll I... appease the horse community, then we'll jack the prices up. <laughs> and again, we revisit the analogy that Jay had earlier of the baby with the rattle. <laughs> you just give us, give us, give us a toy, and then we won't care Distract that you're trying to feed us applesauce. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. So, okay, uh, the next thing I kind of want to talk about is the, uh, honestly, Jay brought it up, um, and it's one of your topics, Jay, so I'll let you touch on it, but the item price changes that they they have going on in KR. Um, so you wanted to talk on the fact that inflation is something that kind of naturally occurs over the course of most MMOs, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and BDO being no exception to that rule, uh, the price of raw materials and elixirs and enhancements and stuff like that uh, are increasing to more than double uh, mm -hmm. they were before. What do you think this kind of impact is kind of, is this good? Um, I do think it's, it's just, uh, again, as I mentioned before, it's just a natural thing that occurs because we're making more money. Right. And so we, we need to keep silver valuable. And this is like one of those ways to keep silver valuable. I mean, the textbook definition of inflation is, you know, prices tend to go up when the demand for goods is more than what can be supplied. And maybe this is a way to keep them more valuable, you know, and, uh, it's, it's definitely interesting how, um, what, you know, when we talk about like economy and inflation and stuff, that it it it, it also works in a in a virtual game as well. Because um, I keep referring to World of Warcraft because you know I I take a lot of my experiences from World of Warcraft because I, I I kind of I don't want to say like I grew up. I only played World of Warcraft for like a, a year a year and a half, but. Uh, I felt like when I was playing World of Warcraft when I was like 15, I was learning so much about economy and essentially how <laughs> businesses work as I was trying to make gold in the game. And so I thought that was really interesting. As for BDO, I think the prices is going up. You know, again, it's just a natural aging, um, natural part about aging of an MMO. So um, the prices going up is not really much of a surprise, really. Um, this has happened before, right? They, they increased the prices of um, raw materials and all that other stuff before. So if anything, this would make a lot, make it a lot easier to get certain items, like let's say party elixirs, right? Let's say, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to get detection elixirs off the market or something, and maybe it going up to double, it would make it a lot easier to get more party elixirs, especially I do feel like BDO is headed towards a more PVE-oriented game, right? Party PVE-oriented game as well, like for like Deki as Olens and maybe they'll Deckify other other party grind spots, maybe Deki Dekia Upris, you know, Deki Miramok, I don't know. And so yeah, I think it'll be it'll, it, I think it's an overall good thing for the game to help um supply the player base with with materials and whatever they need for the game. So mm -hmm. I agree. Uh Tiltus, what do you think? I uh I I like it. I like it a lot because I've kind of been on this 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 help the life skiller boat for a while. Um one of the big reasons I feel like NA doesn't have a lot of these elixirs sitting is because they're not profitable to make as a life skiller. So if you dedicate yourself to just doing um, you know, making elixirs, making foods, doing all that kind of stuff, 
and it's not profitable to do it, then why do it in the first place? So hopefully this will help um, get some of these mark, uh, some of these like finalized item markets to where they're profitable to profitable to make. Um, that would be the biggest thing that I want to see is that actual profits for life skilling for dedicated life skillers that only do life skilling. They don't care about grinding. They don't care about PVP. They have their pin manos. They want to do that because they enjoy the mechanics of the game. Like just help those guys out a little bit because they Dude. need it. Cause it's not, it's not very good money for to life to be a dedicated life skiller. You have to do something else in this game. And it sucks because the life skilling part of this game is really fleshed out. And in my opinion, pretty enjoyable. So uh yeah honestly as one of the people that you just described life skillers are up here i am up tremendous yeah. with the yeah thank god you mean i can't just sell an elixir for less than the the cost of the items anymore like um i mean i don't know i, I am a little mixed on it though because like increasing the price of elixirs and things like this so what made it kind of balanced uh before is that if you just sold the raw materials to make something, you actually made more money than if you put the mm -hmm. materials together um, yep. and made the thing. And I think that the trade-off there, the balance there, um, was the fact that you get experience. But yeah, you're going to trade away a little, little bit of silver profit, but your experience in alchemy or your experience in cooking goes up, right? Um, but they have increased the raw material prices a number of times now, and they have not increased like the elixir prices or the the meal prices and stuff like this. So I think this is just an objective win for life skillers everywhere, especially with the new mini game. We're up huge, boys. We're absolutely up massive. Uh, I I love that. Um, wish they'd have done it sooner. Now I can just life skill all the time. Let's go and make a tremendous yeah, the, amount of money. Uh, the uh, other thing is the the enhancing material going up in price too is is really nice. One thing I, I would like to to increase the price of is um alchemy stones because i don't know if you guys know the the someone calculated that the average chance the average amount of silver needed to craft a splendid alchemy stone is about 400 bill and so maybe if you increase the price um that they would get more regularly sold i don't know so that's that's an, that's one item i would like to see more increase in price in what wait what, what was that shining this splendid alchemy stone, you know how like it's capped about thirteen. Of course, gold? of co of mm -hmm. course, you want to see that. It's because it's, it's the only thing. It's a, a Jay, it's, it's, you have a, as someone that has absolutely no personal stake <laughs> in trying to make his own I, like shining alchemy stone of of sex. Um, like this dude, like it's like literally the only upgrade Jay still needs, and he's like, is someone that like, like how does this? Patch pertain to me specifically. <laughs> I think the well, alchemy they, they stone were system. Willing, mm, I think they the were willing yeah, to increase the price of Debrekas, right? And so if yeah, Debrekas are up to three hundred bill now, and ninety nine bill for Ted, three hundred bill for Pen. So I think you know it's. I don't think it'll be that big of a deal to also increase um, Splendid. Basically, anything in the game that does not reflect how difficult it is um, in terms of. You know, getting it versus the actual price of it. So, yeah. Well, what were you I, saying before? No, I think that I think that alchemy stones need to be addressed separately, like entirely different mm. than anything else, like raw materials, elixirs, it food, is a very old stuff system. like that. It's different. So. I think the whole thing needs to be reworked from the ground up. But I don't even think you touch alchemy stone prices until you fix the system 
and then you can adjust True. as necessary. Um, I mean, there's so few players that actually want. Uh, is is it a shining or is it a splendid? Um, resplendent. Uh, splendid is the more realistic thing to get. Shining is like kind of like very impossible to get. The diamond one. It's kind of right? like getting a. It's getting a. It's it's basically equivalent to like a pen. Fallen God. That's yeah, how just that's about how rare it is. I, I would argue that it's even rarer. Um, just because a lot of people have Tet Fallen God and do attempts on that all the time, but no one goes for a shining alchemy stem. Um, of any kind. We've never even seen. We don't even know if the destruction <laughs> you know or the um. The defense one, we don't know if that one's even in the game. We don't even know if the life one's in the game. Presumably they are. We don't even know what the stats are on those things. Because no the one's ever made one. Right? There, well, out of mind, they're in the codex. You can see the stats there. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, like, in the game. They're not in the marketplace. Right? Yeah, I don't think anyone's um, posted them and uh, at all, so. Yeah, let me check. Um, so I, th I think they only show up if, you, if somebody posts them, right? So... Yeah, like I think you, uh, you can't even tell what they are. Like, yeah, I guess I mean, I guess you could go to Video Codex. I try to avoid that website um, just because they embed uh, certain streamers' streams uh, into the website, uh, yeah. which is obnoxiously unethical. But you know, what are you gonna do? Um, uh, so for so for that, uh, use a BDO .alter of gaming. Unironically, it's a way better site than Codex. It's what I use now. So much really? nicer. Yeah. Really? You can you can look at what you need to craft things with a drop-down menu, and it is tiered. So, like, if you need multiple things, you can just continue hitting the drop-downs, and it'll explain to you everything that you need all the way through. It's so nice. It's so much better than Codex. Oh, and okay. it wasn't well, always, it wasn't always that. that way, and it also doesn't have uh, embedded streamers in it. Cough, cough. Oh, okay. Well, then this is just yeah. Then th this is just an objective <laughs> W. Like I, I, yeah. I'll be honest. I have I have tried to stay I away stay from away that from website. Codex. Yeah, I stay away from Codex. Like too. the plague. You know, as one of the yep. content creators, that I'm just like looking at that. Like you got to be kidding me right now. Um, is obnoxiously unethical. Uh, what are you gonna do? But okay, so there's uh at least one more topic I want to talk about, and I want to make sure we get it off. Um, because they've made a lot of hype about this. Um, they talked about it at the Festa a decent amount. We saw a trailer for it. Uh, but we are getting this Sea Palace event. Um, now, I have really only seen the trailer from the Festa. So, like, Jay, you said you know more about it. What what do we get? What are we looking like here? Because um, this is kind of a hyped event. You know what I mean? When they first... <laughs> so, it's a Land of Morning Light themed zone that takes place underwater, similar to Sakraya. And it's being um, sieged by a baby Vel. And so, players must help the citizens of the Sea Palace, which are the turtles and the bunnies, um, defend against the threat. And, you're, and I saw some um, images and uh, uh, little clips of people doing it in, in Korea. And you're basically, you're, you're like, you transform into a turtle. Um, I don't know if you can transform into a bunny, but I, I only saw a player <laughs> transform into a turtle. Blue's favorite <laughs> and it's mechanic kinda... in the entire no! game. <laughs> and you're kind of jumping in these like whirlpools that like launch you in a certain direction. And it, it's kind of like a platforming kind of event in a way. And then I think once you get to, you know, to, to value it, hit him with, with water balls or something like that. I, that's what I saw. And so, um, I don't know exactly what the rewards you got. I didn't really, I didn't really look that far, but it looks, you know, interesting compared to the Termian vent where you're usually just, I don't know, fishing and jumping across towers. <laughs> <laughs> I, but like, why? Dude, like I like so when they first, all right, 
I just rewinding mm -hmm. this, and the reason I'm so hyped about this is because the first time they introduced the Termian event, it was like the uh -huh. coolest thing. I loved it. Doing mm -hmm. the dailies every day was that actually felt fun. Um, like you, you got really? to go, you got special cosmetic rewards and stuff, and they introduced the uh, the mysteries of summer event, which was like this mm -hmm. um, Ready Player One styled riddle game, where like they sent out this like global riddle, and then the first one to get to the end of the last riddle got like this super giga prize. In this case, a black Pegasus, uh, like it, 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 like a black T nine Pegasus, which had never existed on the server before. In fact, there were only two, one of which got... Uh, I know at least one of them got banned. I don't know if the yeah, second I actually, one got banned. Uh, I actually personally know the person who who got it um, in 2019. His name is Cosworth. We were in a guild together, and we've, we've played together. We've we've done dailies together, and yeah, he has the T9 Black Pegasus. Wow, that's awesome. That's super sick. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, like stuff like that. I mean, like I was super hyped about that. You could go out. You, there was like a diving board, and then again... But like there was none of this... I don't know why they, the developers have decided it's like, oh my god, the players love changing their character into this random <laughs> pick-a-thing, right? Every time there's some event, like the Halloween event, you know what I mean? They made you turn into one of those robots and like fight the big thing. I don't really find those events very fun. Like Just like Papu Krenia, it was a total flop. Um for like a hundred different reasons. But one of the reasons is like, we all thought that we were gonna be beating the crap out of each other in defense of like an otter or a papu, right? But like instead mm -hmm. it was like, I'm gonna turn into a papu and I'm gonna fight a giant crab. Like nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Stop making me do stupid crap like this. Um, I, I don't know. Tiltus, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm indifferent. No, I'm entirely <laughs> indifferent about it. I, it's not content that I've ever taken part in. I did take part in Rock Look Deep. Um, that was a thing that <laughs> Rock I did Look take Deep. Part in. Yeah. Oh my god, we that talked was, about that before. That was a before. thing that I took took part in. Um, I may take part in this. I I really think that we are not the target demographic for these events. Blue, you and I. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you don't. I think say. there's another different graphic entirely that they're trying to capture with this. <laughs> you don't uh, like the it turtles? It is not us. <laughs> Remember, remember, we're we're two thousand players out of what two hundred and sixty thousand concurrent players now. Or that's probably not an A, but you know we're a very small percentage here, Blue. We're maybe maybe five percent of the NA player base as PVPers, so we are not. No, the I think it's more than. I feel like it's more than that, right? Maybe it's just the most active people. I guess so. I don't know. I Who mean, when you think now? about when you think about how many guilds there are that node war, it's really not that many. Even across all tiers, if you add all those players together, it's not that many. Um, yeah, I mean that's true. I, I was just hoping for something a little bit more. I was kind of hoping to like go yeah. underwater and like have all these different games that I could do to get like different things <laughs> that I could turn them in. Yeah, like, I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, deep sea diving. <clears throat> um, really underwater? anything. Though. You're underwater and you want a deep sea dive? I am a boat content person. <laughs> Forgive me for thinking that the underwater sea palace was going to be a fun event for me. Okay? <laughs> I wanted it. Sucks. I mean, I like these cute little events. Just like, of course it, you although do. it might not be for everybody. Um, <laughs> I Jay, think it, you're it, it exactly the, the demographic that they're looking at. Because <laughs> I, I was the, game, the opposite. You know, very, what's the word for it? Like charming, right? Um, I think when it comes to uh, like redoing sort of these seasonal events, right? Um, 
I think whenever they did Halloween, it was always like Marnie, right? The Mar doing something yeah, with Marnie. Like you had to, yeah, and turned into all those robots. And for every single one of the contests, you had to like, like do some different thing with the robot. And I was like, Dude, I love how they did like the you know the haunted house kind of theme. They had the what is it called the Stop. Squid Game event. Stop it! I like stop. I like, no, I told you. There's no you, way you like that. We're not that. the target stop. demographic here. You know what? You stop know what giving these, them this feedback. <laughs> it encourages more. You know what this reminds me of a lot, and what I always get vibes of whenever they do this is this is their attempt to whatever Final Fantasy players have come over to BDO because BDO is hype right now. They're like, oh, here you go. Here's a nice Final Fantasy 14 style event that you could really feel at home doing. And I'm like, I think that it, ain't, I didn't I didn't do that shit in Final Fantasy 14. I'm not doing the shit in fucking BDO. It ain't for me. I. Dude, I mean, in Final Fantasy XIV, they have these crazy little community events. Like recently, the, I, I was watching this video of somebody attending a this like private community party called um, private like, community I, party. Uh, yeah. This says. is I've been invited to party. one of these private <laughs> community parties. And everybody too. had the RP title over their head. Yeah, didn't they? They, <laughs> they were all they were Basically, all wearing bunny. They were all like the bunny girls <laughs> dressed in scantily. You know, Would you like was? to come to my private party? Boy. Go go ahead, dude. Go ahead, dude. The, theme, the theme was um the Shrek movie, and they were all at Shrek's swamp, and they were just all dressed up as characters from Shrek, and they were just dancing around, and it was just like, what is this? And somewhere, Smash Mouth was playing on a jukebox. <laughs> yeah, they, they could do that. Yeah, they, they were just dancing around. It was just weird. I was I was like, wait, I, I kind of I'm kind of into this maybe. That's <laughs> BDO, I, do, I do honestly yeah. think that these events are not these are not targeted at the at the PVPers. That's why they're so vastly different. And to be honest, I'm okay with it. I wish there was like a PVP. Like there needs to be a PVP event where we get to just do crazy stuff. Give us like Earth or something like that. Ooh, you know what they should do? They yeah. should do. Um, uh, it's kind of like Fortnite, <laughs> but then oh. they accidentally made it into a standalone oh. game. <laughs> oh. Oh, dude, I thought I was going to get through one podcast without bringing it up. Jay. Why do you do this? Every time. It's always got to be Jay. Oh, that, was a good, that was a good PvP one, but unfortunately... Yeah. 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 Thanks, Jay. We know that. that. I, it was super awesome, and honestly, the super successful standalone game... What was the name of it again? Um, Shadow Arena. That's what it was. The very <laughs> successful standalone game that was Shadow Arena could be brought back. The code is definitely still in the game. Um, we definitely like. Oh man, wouldn't that be just such a great event to have for? I don't know. Spitballing here, two or three just months. Bring it back for like then, yeah, just bring it then, back for like a month or something. For yeah, fun. and then and then I don't know maybe. This is going to sound crazy, but you do Arena of Solaire after that, and then for like another month or two, and then and then when that ends, you can just bring back uh, the other one again, you know? Um, yeah. That's crazy. That's a, that's a weird concept, like, um, bro. I don't know if you can do rotating game modes like that, man. That it's would, only 2023. That sure maybe in 10 weird. more years. Yeah, maybe in 10 more years. We'll get know, another original idea I had was, okay, hear me out. There's like... There's like three lanes, right? There's like a top lane, mid lane, and a bottom <laughs> this lane. This again? 
<laughs> and he's like, Blue just took his headset off. <laughs> he said, no, nah, I'm out. <laughs> but, is he done? I think it could be a really is good he done? one. He's uh, still going. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm like, no, come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. There's not a chance. If you turn BDO into an MMO, I'm out. I mean, it, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. MMO, wait a minute. No. <laughs> yeah, we can call it Black Desert Legends, you know? <laughs> And the only playable characters in this game mode are the Papus, the Otters, the, the Turtles, the Otters. No! and the Bunnies. <laughs> you know, you it's know. Like a, it's, it's like a hellstorm of my least favorite things in the whole game. <laughs> so brutal. Absolutely brutal, dude. Um, yeah, no, I was just hoping that the, the Palace event would be something a little bit more than that. Uh, and I'm glad that you kind of broke it to me now because see now I don't have to be incredibly disappointed when I swim into it. Um, I can just try to make fun of it. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on uh, to our next topic here, which is uh, sandbox systems. So, uh, Tiltus, you said um that you kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit so i'll let you kind of yeah, lead the discussion so we we touched on a lot of the pvp sides of these systems the pvp is what inspired the system specific or this conversation about systems specifically because it was one of those moments where we um we're losing essentially a system right they're they're changing it but in reality i feel like mm -hmm. open world except for mutual agreed upon gvgs at certain times in certain places for nothing other than fun is kind of the only real aspect that you're going to use for the deck system now um so that's that loss of system is kind of what inspired this conversation um and i feel like um honestly i've seen i've seen very polarizing views on the fact that bdo has a thousand and one systems in it so i kind of want to talk first uh, before we dive into like what systems are gone, what systems need to be fixed, all that kind of stuff. What um, if you if you're a brand new player right now and pretend that you didn't have the knowledge that you have on the game for playing it for as many years as we've all played it, would you be overwhelmed with the amount of systems that are currently in BDO? And we'll, Jay, you, we'll, we'll start with you because you're rel you are newer than oh. Blue and I. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was just watching, I sometimes lurk in like new video player streams because, mm. you know, there's a bunch of new players, new streamers uh, coming out to try video. And they were, some, it was a little bit frustrating I was, when I was like trying to teach them, hey, you know, there's this button that you can click. It's right here. And then they kept missing it. They kept moving their mouse over it. And so, you're like, no, so, no, no one know, to the right. One to the, yeah, basically. And so, yeah, I mean, as as I was watching that person just um, uh, struggle a lot, I don't know if it's just them uh, struggling or maybe it's just the game not doing the best job of, of you know, teaching players. But yeah, I, I do feel like um, as a new player, you you would, based on that experience, I think they would be very uh, overwhelmed and, and daunted by the whole thing. But I do think once you get used to it, it, it is um, very intuitive. Like it's, it's like very smartly designed for a lot of them. So it is uh, a very... especially all of the quality of the lifestyle like for example like the find my item thing was yes. was it kept getting expanded upon like first it was just a search bar in your inventory now it's like a whole find my item thing and now you can even just use your mates to grab it instead of um like before it was like oh you would search for it and it's then the oh it's like ever. and then i closed it and then i forget i forgot where it was yep. and so i go back to look for it again but now you can just use your mate to to grab it and now you can even use your mate to grab things from other characters without even going to their to loading in loading into them so 
Um, I think they've done a lot of things to to circumvent a lot of the issues that 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 players have had in the beginning. And uh, I think it, after they get used to it, I think it is a, a very smart system. But I, I do think I do agree that uh, the system takes a bit of time to get used to. So. Yeah, uh, Blue. I want to ask you the same question. If you are a brand new player and pretend you did not have the knowledge that you have after playing the game for six or seven years. If you joined BDO right now, would you be overwhelmed with the amount of systems that are in the game? No. So here's the deal. Like, people are not overwhelmed by the amount of systems. That's a big draw to the game. Like, oh my God, look how much this game actually has going on, right? People start getting overwhelmed when there's absolutely no explanation for those systems. And they have to do an incredible amount of their own research to try to figure out basic game mechanics that have been around forever. Um, and some people are saying it's easy to figure out. It's not easy to figure out. How, like, like you walk up to a blade of grass and you're like, oh, I can gather on this. And your character just pulls up a bunch of weeds. You don't know that you have to equip a hoe in order to actually obtain <laughs> that item. Right? Like, if you go gather on some flowers, you could just get weeds, and a new player is just not going to understand that if you equip a hoe, you're actually going to get flowers. Right? Um, mm -hmm. Like, this needs to be, there needs to be systems in place, and by systems, I mean put tutorials into your game. Like, for these systems. Nothing crazy. You can leave it open-ended, but show them very lightly how the game is played. But we have, we already have this seasonal system in place, and this is something we have brought up probably three times already on the um on the podcast yes it does a great job of introducing new players to the gear enhancement system to gear progression system and getting players involved in the game it does streamlines all of that okay now expand it and do that for life skilling mm. right expand it and do that for bartering if they want make them optional make all of that extra stuff like yeah they have to go through like the main tuvala quest line for like all that stuff and get their stuff but like if they wanted to get into life skilling make like a tutorial on life skilling where, like, they can go through this new tutorial, and then at the end of the tutorial, they now understand the system, and they can start enhancing Tuvala life-skilling equipment. Okay, now they've now now the game is... Okay, now this is less overwhelming, right? Because now I understand how to gather things. Now I understand how to cook things. Now I understand... I'm not really scared to, like... Dude, the amount of hurdles you have to go through as a new player to try to get into alchemy is astronomical. Mm -hmm. imagine like you're like how Margarine. do i even people are like yeah so you're sitting at the utensil you just put these five things together and they're like what utensil right like they don't yeah. even know like they don't understand <laughs> how to even get utensils so, okay well first i gotta go make a utensil oh, okay well then i have to go gather rough stone well how the fuck do i do that where do i go for that and then they gotta go to pilgrim's haven they go gather the rough stone then they're like okay well now I have the materials to make the, the thing. How do I put that together? Oh, well, you have to have this fucking, um, this glitch workshop that allows you to make advanced alchemy tools. Like, oh, okay, well, that knowledge is just nowhere to be found, right? And then they make the alchemy. They finally get the tool and they're like, okay, now what? Like, oh, you have to have a residence. Oh, how do I do player housing, right? Okay, now I have to figure out player housing. I have to put my utensil. We've got it in the residence. Now we're in front of the utensil and you put all the things in there. And you hit enter, and you don't have enough. It just says it didn't work. And then you look over at the BDO lytics, and then you look back, and then you look over at the BDO lytics, and you're like, "What? It's the, it's the exact same recipe. I don't understand what's going on." And then you realize that you're not high enough alchemy level, and then you have to make something else altogether before you can even make it. It's impossible. Like players just don't understand how to get. In, in fairness, how are they supposed to? Right? Mm. There's no mm. tutorial systems for any of these systems at all, aside from the standard Tuvala. And the Tuvala is great. They need to expand it. 
Don't decrease the number of systems. Don't make the game any necessary. Well, I mean, you can make it less complicated overall, sure. But like, don't just remove systems from the game because it's overwhelming. Just make mm. those systems approachable by adding yep. tutorials, right? Um, so, good. So I'd like to say that I, I 110% agree with you. I think the fact that BDO systems are so interconnected to one another, the fact that you just now described the gathering system, the worker system, the player housing system, the alchemy system, those are four separate systems that you all have to do together in order to make advanced alchemy tools and then do alchemy at them, not to mention the, the skill level required to make whatever elixir or potion or whatever you're trying to make is really cool. And I think it's a big draw for a lot of players is like, Okay, there's massive systems and somehow they all interconnect with each other. But when you're a brand new player to the game and you have a thousand things in your inventory and you're like, what am I looking at? Which one is good? Which one is bad? What can I throw away? What can I not throw away? Why do I have all these Naru, what are they, beginner Blackstones? Okay, what is a beginner Blackstone? Like the game, if you're not reading the season pass, does not do a very good job of explaining what the heck a Naru Black or a beginner Blackstone is. The little pink and cir blue circle icons that just show up mm. in your inventory randomly. Um, that and so everything I, else that just randomly shows up in your inventory for no yeah, goddamn good reason. So I think they it, once upon a time, they did a thing where they went through all the beginner areas that you quest through and they removed a lot of the trash loot from those beginner areas. I would like to see them honestly kind of revisit that idea and just really boil things down to what does a new player need to know about in the game to get through the beginning of the game and then at some point then open the world up to them because even like blue i saw i didn't get to finish your video but i saw that you watched the lazy peon video where he came back and oh, he you, he played for years before he quit bdo and he came back and he still was like what the heck happened to the game? He, it took him like 15 minutes to even find his crystal inventory. He was running around without crystals because he had no idea how the system worked. The game does <laughs> yeah. not explain the crystal inventory to you at all. No. And that's like one of the biggest parts of the game is system. having crystals. Yeah. Fundamental yeah. system. And that's... So, oh, yeah. That's something else I wanted to talk about is the game... All right, so there's a couple chatters that are saying there are plenty of life skill tutorials in the suggested quest tab. All of the progression paths that you... Uh, thing that will point you there nobody looks at their suggested like new players have so much overwhelming crap um mm -hmm. being thrown at them and what they're doing nobody is going to the suggested quest tab to pick up more fucking quests like the, the the game is not fun because you're doing quests and the quests don't really show you how to do stuff you just stumble through it and it's just frustrating they're like equip a hoe and you're like well where the fuck do i get a hoe and then you have to go <laughs> call your mind like like, oh my god. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Christian J. Okay. All Yo, right. I'm clipping that, that one. one. Yeah, I'm sending that over to, to Mama J. Coon. V before the T, bitch. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's a little bit of stuff. You set me up. I had to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but see, now, now, I've lost my, now I've lost my train of thought because James. Well, oh, yeah. So I, the needless I, quests. Needless yeah. quests. These are not the needless quests. Don't actually show you anything because people don't want to read. It needs to be a tutorial. It needs to show you physically how to do it. Open up my inventory and highlight the items for me. 
and just point a giant arrow to it and be like, yes, this is, here's your hoe. Equip this. Now go out here and gather on this giant beam of light, you know, like, like, so that, like, you can see what to do and how to do it. Like, the quests mm. need to be improved. The tutorials need to be improved across the board um, to actually uh, introduce people to these systems. And to add on top of that, stop making fundamental game mechanics gated behind these meaningless fucking quests. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Putting, like, family inventory is a very fundamental game mechanic that is gated behind a needless, like, 10-part quest line. Like, oh, it only takes 10 minutes. Okay. Well, how many other systems in the game that are, like, you absolutely have to do all of these quest lines? And, that, oh, mm -hmm. they all take 10 minutes. Okay, well, there goes, like, like 10 hours of my time, right? To get Just to get fundamental parts of the game, like the Magnus. Why is the Magnus quest... Look, I love that they made the Magnus... Like, the, the quest lines were actually good. But the problem is, it's a fundamental game mechanic. You have essentially stranded all of your new players in Land of the Morning Light until they do the Magnus quest line. Right? That is against their fundamental roles as developers. They don't want to force people to do anything. Well, now you've forced them to do the Magnus quest line after the main story. Like, they can't even progress their Tuvala gear. They can't get to the end of the Alta Nova quest. They can't even get off the island unless they do the Magnus quest line. It's obnoxious. I mean, they technically can. It's just going to take you half an hour. <laughs> right? So I think one of the biggest things that pops up in my mind of needless quests are the life skill certifications. Is the biggest load of shit in the entire game. Life skill certifications? Yeah, because you did There are it. certifications? You did it one time, I guarantee oh. it, probably six years ago, and you totally forgot that you they were the a knowledge? thing. You mean the knowledge? You mean like yes. the knowledge, knowledge for... Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yes. dumb, dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. Why certifications, dude. Oh, my gosh. Are there yeah. certification quests? Because I guarantee... I did this the other day. Because I did certain certificate... I did up to the point that I needed to do the certifications to do you something You just on, did it? Well, no, I had like three left over and I had never done the other three because I, and all of my time playing BDO, I this never dude. needed to use that one system in the game. You claim so to be I a life skiller. I don't want to hear it. You so listen, listen, <laughs> I thought I had them all done, right? Because I've only ever Imposter. used the ones that I needed, right? So I, what did I, uh, what did I go to do? I went to do something. I can't remember what it was. Dude can't and even make plywood because he hasn't done I the quest put, line, dude. No, no, Life no, 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 killer, no, by the way. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, but I went to go. I went to do something, and I had all the things in my simple alchemy or whatever it was that I was trying to do, and it just kept popping up, and it was like not working. And I was like, I checked, you know, altar of gaming, and it was like, all right, these are the correct things. I'm doing the correct process on it. Why is it not working? Could not figure it out. It literally took me like 10 minutes to figure it out because finally I opened my like quest menu because somebody mentioned it in guild. Scrolled down. I had like two or three left that I had never done that just set because I got to the one that I needed and just never needed to use the other ones. I was like, what the heck, dude? Like, why is that even in the game? Because a, a brand new player is not going to understand what a certification is. Oh, God, is. no. Like, like, you're asking them to go dig deep. And the best thing is, in the O menu, if you don't have the all quest tab, thing oh, turned on you I are know. never going to find it never and i can't I say like, how many times i've troubleshooted somebody i'm just like to yep. hit oh the very bottom make sure all quests are turned on yep okay there you go and i like you hide them in the first place every time <laughs> no the, well, they, they hide the them automatically you know, the yeah, characters they, it's, it's mm -hmm. not on they automatically hide, 
they hide them automatically and i actually think that is a good thing i think at some point there needs to be a tutorial that pops up and it's like open your own menu click this at the bottom this is how you toggle quests all quests on and off so if there's a quest that you need to find hit this button but the game does not do that it doesn't even tell you that there's an all quest toggleable thing in Mm -hmm. your quest menu you have to literally hover over it and you're like oh yeah that's how i get it should be like the first 10 quests right it doesn't have to be its own instance right you come out of the thing right and you spawn in an ancient stone chamber wherever you chose to go the black spirit comes up it gives you your first quest and then it just immediately is just like tap O, you know like big bouncing letters the black spirit trying to help you and you hit O, and then it pops up and then it mm-hmm. points down to the bottom and it just says this is how you turn on all quests if you are like different types of quests mm-hmm. if you want them on here's the suggested tab like here's how you find your quests here's the main yeah. quests that you need to be able this is what the auto path to the next quest thing like how many times like this is the button that you're really looking for right like how many times how many hours of a new player's life is wasted because they don't know that they can just have the main story quest thing up on the right side and they could just click boom auto path and just hit t as soon as they fit another uh, finish another quest right like that it's very simple and it's because they don't understand the ui yep. right like it's because there's no tutorial to show them any of this stuff instead mm. What we have opted for is the player spawning in. You have entered a combat zone. So-and-so is it. Tiltus has enhanced to try Black Stars. This person <laughs> literally just registered a horse to the market. Hey, just so you know, an artisan worker just got registered in Altanova. By the way, oh, now that's a duo Black Star from Tiltus. Like, like, what's... <laughs> Literally obnoxious, man. Like, not, why is Not that? to mention that, but at the same time, there's a little pearl shop thing down your bottom right. It's like, hey, these are the things that are on sale today. Yeah, you just, I know you just spawned in and spent the money on our game, but here are the things that are on sale that you haven't even unlocked <laughs> yep. in the game yet. I know it's, you haven't you know, discovered. I recently found out, um, for, for like, very recently, was that you can actually expand and your your mini map on the if you if you hover your mouse over the oh, bottom yeah, you left can of your mini map you didn't know that drag it. i didn't know that he's not a shot caller he's literally time. never <laughs> like had to interact with the map before okay it was in it happens um to be clear to be clear it doesn't actually expand your vision range jay so you can't actually see more people but you can no, see terrain more mm-hmm. uh you can see more terrain uh, i don't choose to have it um but yeah, there's also a 3D map which people used to play because the 2D map was just laid on top of the 3D Laggy, map, yeah. so it was incre- it would increase your FPS if you hit the 2D na- map. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of tech um, uh, and whatnot. But we are out of time. We're actually over again. <laughs> oh my goodness, we ha- we have to do we have to do an outro real quick. Um, so. Uh, Tilt the you first. Uh, Jay, why don't you give us your outro first here? Hi, I'm Jay Kuhn. I do a lot of endgame <laughs> PvE content, such as Olin's The Dungeons. And now I do a lot of Dekia's Olin's. We might be tapping for a Pendebareka here soon. Stay tuned. But I'm always happy to answer questions about the game. And you can find me over at jaykoonfrick, twitch.tv slash jaykoonvt, V before the T. <laughs> Jay Kuhn Frick, Jay Kuhn VTV before the T. You heard him. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm Tiltus TV. Uh, I've been playing the game for six years and, you know, somehow just now finished uh, some of my skilled certifications, uh, life skill quests, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm the shot caller for Epidemic or the flex lead for uh, Solace slash Epidemic. Um, and I play DK. Um, yeah. And I, I enjoy PvP so much. If you haven't figured that out. 
um from watching so definitely come stop by say hello um we'll eventually do a bunch of pvp at some point i really gotta grind aos at some point like bad um so be looking forward to that soon oh i am gonna look forward to that oh it's gonna be bad <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be looking forward to that super and of course i have blue squadron there's always something happening uh on this channel whether it be funday monday uh pvp for dummies the old moon podcast where sh we shot call on saturday we shot call siege in what is i guarantee you the most entertaining shot calling you have ever seen uh mm -hmm. sundays we've started doing react streams which are a big hit people love those um and we're always publishing stuff on youtube and introducing guides and stuff uh so make sure you guys are tuned in there um i'm gonna be doing my a patch note rundown right after the podcast here um so make sure you stay tuned for that uh, and the podcast is always published live at my YouTube a few hours after uh, the podcast finishes airing. Uh, and it's also live on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you guys want to listen to it uh, in the car. Maybe you're on your way to work or maybe you're working or whatever it is. Uh, you can always listen to the podcast on the go. Just make sure you hit that follow button for us. Uh, from all of us here at the Old Moon Podcast, we wish you absolutely the best of weeks.